Well, there goes. Good day. Good morning, everybody, and welcome, welcome live on this mid-October Saturday, October 14th, 2023, to the 914th episode of the Dave's Gone By Facebook, your podcast, your program, your... Why do you have, double, you have two Mel's? Have... And so it's a double Mel kind of a week, a double Mel kind of a day. Oh. We have two, not one, but two yeah. of the same photograph of our beloved Melvin G. Mintz. Local celebrity. I would love to get Melvin yeah. Mintz on the show. I don't know who. I've never met the man. We saw him in uh, a publication that uh, a Jewish organization puts out at Johns Hopkins University, where he's just a local civic leader and uh, you know, small-time politician kind of guy. He's also a physical therapist. Oh, that's oh, that's right. That so true? yeah, you know, my back has yeah, been. Look at how you could, maybe he knows about bunions. They might treat people with. Bad bunion disorders. I don't know. Yeah, my eyes are differently shaped. That's one of the reasons I was never really handsome. I have like one big eye and one like slightly smaller oh, slanty you eye. Wash your face with cold water. Yeah, yeah I agree. Too. So when I have allergies, yeah, my one eyelid is puffy like an egg. I get the same thing. We're not symmetrical. That's what makes us beautiful. No, the most beautiful people tend to be symmetrical. That's the but point. That's... Them, I think they debunked that. Oh, did they? I think they said too much symmetry is kind of scary. Well, it's boring. Well, yeah, it yeah. can be, yeah. yeah. But but at the same time, it's sort of like, you know, like I even you those eye bags. You want, I, you want me to get it for you? Not right now. I can't bring anything. No, you can put it right underneath. It goes underneath. You want it? Yeah, but well, how will they stay? You I've got to hold my eye like Maybe Maybe towards the end of the show, I'll do that. Because I do have the bags. And, you know, I have so been tired. I have been sick. Yeah, I'll bring your eye bags. Yes, yeah. yes, please bring. But, um, you know, and for, for a while, Rabbi Saul will be taking over the show. He does not, you know, he, he has to kind of look at the guests. So having eye bags on his. his no, but you just put them underneath, like little smiles. You don't cover your yeah. eye. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. But how do you keep them from falling? Well, you hold them like this oh, yeah. when you're sitting, but normally you'd be laying down. You can't lay down. Right, exactly. I, can't. I guess I probably could. We should do that one time, like well, you know, in, in those Maybe days New when Year's Eve, like New Year's Eve, like yeah. a bed in. But like when Conan and Letterman would try ridiculous different things in their their early stages, I should just do like somehow figure out to do the whole show lying down and the computer up here and just talking Maybe like I'm doing. Drone. Get a drone. Or do it like in an iron lung sort of situation. It's like, yeah. welcome to Dave's gone by. I'm Dave. That. Dang, 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 dang. No, but you could also be on your side, like in the sexy Burt Reynolds pose, you know? Yeah, but they, but they would still slide. Yeah, I would still have to hold yeah, them on my yeah, eye. This way, I could at least talk and I'd have to. Scotch tape Yeah. But if you scotch tape them to your eye, then your the yes, scotch tape yes, is what's on yes, your, your yes, eye bags, yes, not the cold. That's the yeah. I didn't think that through. Yeah. We need more R&D more on the cold can, eye bag like, situation. The yarn and put the tie-in together and somehow. That's like, cool. Yeah, I'm sure they have, I'm sure somebody, listen, when you pay three bucks and you get them at Marshall's, you're not getting the the cutting edge. Yeah, you are. Yeah, first of all, it, they were on sale remainder at Marshall's, or, or did we buy them wholesale because my eye bags were so big? No, I think we probably got whatever. We, we just got, what we got, but still, all right, $3 and we, we put them, and you put them in the fridge or the micro and boom. 
So we'll see. But this wasn't even about the size of my eye bags. No, but this was about like the size of my eyes. That's real small. Yeah. But uh, oh, and this one was kind of red, kind of like down. It's like, mm. yeah. yeah. I've got Sondheim face. <laughs> it is. Thank God I don't have Sammy Davis Jr. face. That would be worse. Did he have a stroke? Well, yeah, he, he had a full a, a fake eye. eye yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the greatest, nastiest line ever said by a critic about someone's looks ever. Yeah. It's awful. He shouldn't have written it. And yet it's the funniest thing ever written. About Sammy Davis. About Sammy Davis Jr. He said, God made Sammy Davis Jr. as ugly as he possibly could. And then hit him in the face with a shovel. Oh, my God. Did he hit him? No. I don't know why. Yeah, even teeth found that funny. I don't know if you hate the guy. Oh, well, it was like when um. Make you tea? Uh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, it's going to come up. It's got a. Uh, you want the? I'm making you minting later, or what? Oh, uh, or you use the throat coat, maybe one of the, one oh, of the yeah. new throat that teas. That's the nature of the slippery elm. Slippery elm. It that's, sounds sexual. That's the, that's the original. Is it really? Yeah, and then I guess people didn't like the flavor, so they did echinacea. If you can take echinacea, maybe that might I'll try it. I, 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 I will. Give you a little bit of, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'll make that one for you, the fancy one. You know, I believe in euthanasia. I might as well believe in echinacea. Um, I so it was like when, when John Simon. Six. <clears throat> six right there. Oh. <clears throat> when John Simon compared uh, Barbara Streisand to an anteater. Back in the day, I mean that, that it was uncalled for, and yet it's something you can never forget. This is how I feel. Yeah, you know, some people win the gene genetic lottery, some people don't. Absolutely, and that's just a matter of combination of genes. So I think it's really cool, especially for people who are good looking, to pick on people who are not good looking by the standards of that society. It's me. No kidding. It's of course, it's me. But it's, it's something we all do. Also, First, yeah, I well, think yeah. critics people do it because they're just they're insecure and they're trying to sell. And also critics don't want to censor themselves and they're going to say, you know what, this occurred to me. I can write this or not, but it's in my head. It occurred to me and it's clever and funny and memorable. Well, it's like, Agatha, I'm gonna, it's like Agatha Christie where yeah. the one line they say, she's one of the few English heiresses that doesn't look like a horse. Well, very, yeah, but I mean, that's so generic, though, in the sense of what they're saying about a specific character, oh, but it doesn't look like a horse, doesn't it? So it's saying that she's pretty, yeah, but it's saying that everybody else right. does, yeah. No, but it's true, you, you kind of, I'm, yes, yeah, so, I'll see, please. Thank you very much. Um, I'll also bring up your eye bags. Oh, my eye bags, yes, bring them up, they're in the fridge. So, um, oh. So here's what's going on in the neighborhood on this Saturday morning, October 14th. Yes, we're live, by the way. And we're not, we're not for reasons um, that both my wife and I work in the same place. I also work in another place, but we both teach. So there are things that I really, 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 really want to talk about that I'm not really going to be able to. You can probably guess how I feel about them. Uh, and certain things might come up, and certainly when Rabbi Sala is talking, things might come up. But in terms of that, we're going to have to, unfortunately, self-censor and, and leave that mostly aside, except maybe coming at it direct, you know, directionally askance or askew. That makes no sense at all. Anyway, 
Uh, I wish I could talk and, and I should be able to talk, but I'm not gonna. You know how I feel. I'm hoping if you're watching this program, I know how you feel. Uh, and there you go. And I do have, I do have, of course, you know, Schneerson, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, for luck behind me, as well as, as Melvin G. Mintz. But there's other stuff that we're going to talk about, about stuff that's happening in the week, as you can hear. I'm getting over a, a cold. And that's lasted a week and a half. I'll be chatting with that about Joyce because she didn't really catch it, but she caught a smidgen of it. And what else? Oh, well, I, I have a list of things. And I can also tell you what's going to be on this program officially. So I did mention that we'll have an update of Bunyan Watch, including, aha, I have created <laughs> theme music. Well, I have been created. I've patched together a theme, an opening for Bunyan Watch. And we will be measuring my bunions today. It's gone by. Also, uh, Greeley Crimes and All Time. Oh, no, sorry, Greeley Times. Greeley Times. We will go through um, a column that they have every week in the Greeley Tribune newspaper, which comes from actual phone calls going into the Northern Colorado Police Department from people who are seeing weird stuff going on in their neighborhoods. And the funniest ones are put in the paper. And in his, Morgan McKenzie was doing them, and now she's kind of farmed it off to someone else named Chris Bolin. He's starting to do some of the uh, new ones for the last couple of weeks. But the great thing is, yes, there's new cop log, there's new Greeley Times and Crimes and some else, elsewhere stuff. We'll talk about that too. Plus, we will have our Colorado Limerick of the Damned. And this week we're going to Stonewall, Colorado. Yep, there is a, a place called Stonewall, Colorado. It's also called Stonewall Gap. I have a horrible poem about it. Also a little information about it. Rather interestingly. Almost, oh, 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 phlegm. Hold on. Mm. Oh, I love coughing up phlegm in the morning. So good. Um, <laughs> show you that on camera. That would that would make the show special. I'm showing you my bunions. I might as well show you my phlegm. You've seen everything, folks. At some point, I'll just whip out my testicles and show you how much bigger the left one is than the right. But um, so uh, Stonewall, Colorado. Oh, weirdly enough, Stonewall, of course, if you're from New York, you know that it has legendary status as a place, as a bar, where the gay rights movement really exploded back in 19, 19 appropriately enough, 69. Uh, and, and Stonewall's known for that. Well, there's a Stonewall in Colorado that was also known for a big exploding protest. So we're going to talk about that, but mainly read a poem about Stonewall Co. <clears throat> as part of our Colorado limericks of the dance. So we have all that to do on the show as part of our regular stuff. But the most important thing is we have a guest coming to the neighborhood, a talented producer, musician, songwriter, singer too. His name is John DeNicola. John DeNicola. But most of us don't know songwriting. We know the singers, right? We know uh, everybody thinks like if you think of the rock band Cream. You know, oh, well, Eric Clapton. And, and we don't realize that Jack Bruce was actually the vocalist on a lot of their best songs, and a lot of the songs were co-written or written by Bruce and so forth. Line, line. So not necessarily do we think of the song, Whitney Houston didn't write Greater, Greatest Love of All. So you might not realize, I don't realize, that a couple of the songs in the 
beloved classic film, Dirty Dancing, were written by songwriters, a couple of guys, among them, John DeNicola, who co-wrote the all-time hit, I've Had the Time of My Life, as well as Hungry Eyes. He's written a bunch of more songs, songs for other films. He's got a couple of his own albums out, and he's produced a lot of bands. He actually has a record label. So John DeNicola has stories to tell of a life in music, and basically a life afforded to him by writing a couple of the huge, huge, humongous hits, and then particularly one legendary song from Dirty Dancing. So we're going to talk about that movie, about his songs, about his life in music with John DeNicola talking to, not me, not me, we are rather dangerously bringing Rabbi Saul Solomon into the neighborhood today. And yes, if you want to know Rabbi Saul's opinions on what's been going on in the past week, um, I've reposted some of his older commentaries, his older rabbinical reflections, a piece from his solo show, Shalom, Damn It, and Evening with Rabbi Saul Solomon. Just scroll down a little bit on Facebook and you can rewatch them. Uh, so, you know, the stuff he was saying 12 years ago, still exactly the same, tragically. But Rabbi Saul will be here live and in his rather desiccated flesh, talking to John DeNicola at about 10 o'clock in the... Okay, take these. Oh, my eye bags. Here they are. Well, let's take a look. Yeah, open them on camera. Does this open? Let's see. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, here I got it. I think I got it. Here we go. Let's take a look. Oh, pretty. Oh, pretty. Uh. Let's, let's take a look. Oh. How does it feel? Oh, I, I, I look like a Maori warrior. It's like a masquerade party. Yeah. Oh. They feel nice. Because oh. I would have done this with like bags of frozen peas, but this is a little bit easier to manipulate. Now turn it over. See if you can put it on your lids. Turn it over. Yeah. No, 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 not that way here. Oh, I mean, yeah. what, the, the colorful parts go over? Yeah, yeah, you could try it. See? Oh, switch I can think sides, of that. Switch sides. All right, here we go. Here we go. We'll switch sides. No, no, no. Oh. What do you mean switch sides? Like this. You could put it on your eyelid. I just did that. And you said, no, no, no. Hold your on. Eyelid. That's not your eyelid. I mean, like, yes. literally, oh, well, I can't see anything if I do that. Hold on. Feels good, though. Ah. Uh, oh, that's a nice. I should put them on my sinuses. She blinded me with sinus. Dang it. Dang it. Because I can't see. Okay, you can put your, it's fine. She blinded me with sinus. <laughs> she blinded me with sinus. Anyway, not talking about what we can talk about. What we can talk about is all the other stuff that happened this last week or two, which is I got a, a fucking cold. Oh, oh, all right. Let's let's maybe start with the that was Sunday. I think we went on Sunday, not Saturday. Was that after the show that we went? I think we went. No, on... it was Sunday morning because yeah. it started at eleven. Remember my my obsession yeah. with Wegmans, and you got your Wegmans poo poo. Oh, please! Of all the reasons I have been enraged, let's start with that. Of all the reasons I have your had Wegmans pie, an angry no, 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 going to Hunt Valley. No, we we did we did a pilgrimage to get your final um, yeah. Let me explain. Let me explain. So, you know, it's been a rough week, ladies and gentlemen. 
it, for, for various reasons. You know, I had stuff to deal with at school. I had stuff to deal with, um, you know, internationally, stuff to deal with getting a cold. I'm thinking, okay, okay. Show them but at least, test, show them. oh, well, all right, I got it. Uh, I brought it here. here. So I did twice take the big old COVID test, ladies and gentlemen, this week. Because what happened was, honestly, I was probably pushing it back. I was probably not allowing myself to really worry about it. But a week or so ago, I was observed in one of my uh, classes at one of the universities I teach. And so you don't think about, you know, meanwhile, I, I, and, and there's all these back and forth of email. How do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? I'm here. Do you want to see something first? Do you want, so I'm like, I'm pushing it out of my mind just because I'm so damn busy teaching the classes I teach. And so um, the person comes to observe me. It goes really well. My, my class was great. They were wonderful. Yeah. But the day after, with all that going on and, and just teaching and doing and doing and doing, I, I literally, as I'm talking in my second class of the day, I feel oh. it getting harder and harder to swallow. Yeah. And I'm, oh, no. Because uh, you, know, you know how it is. Your body holds you up and keeps yeah. you going with adrenaline. This is very hard, but you could try yeah. It's it's like an, it, you can echinacea tea. Thank you. Put it on the panelist platform yeah. on a tray. Oh, very nice. A little... Not too bad. Mm. Not bad. Mm. A little bit of taste. Mm. It's troco. Mm -hmm. It's troco, but that one has flavor. Are you having seizure? You wrap it. It's a little, it's a little. I don't want to say fruity-ish, but like something you'll find in, in an old woman's drawer. <laughs> it's not bad. It's like, <laughs> like a sachet. But not bad. It's good for the good for the old throw yo. So anyway, um, so the day after. Oh, probably yeah. So uh, day after it happens, of course, my body says, "Hey, you've been observed. It went well. Congratulations." I, mean, I was assuming it went well. It did go well. But um, and now you can let yourself go. Now you don't have to worry anymore. The, the observations. So you still have to teach for a day. But eh, you know all the all the sickness I was holding back from you, so you could get through um, and be brilliant in front of your observer. Now I'm gonna lay it on you. So I'm like the whole day last Thursday, not two days ago, I'm teaching and, and it's getting harder and harder to like swallow and talk. Yeah. Well, what, what is That's that? My flu shot received was in my yeah. pocket. It must have just come out. So you know, so all day was like, oh no, oh no, I do not. Do not need this in the middle of semester. Do I do not need to get sick? When I get sick, you know, I'm start starting to drink soup and I take a COVID test that we have, because we have the boxes in the house from months and months ago. And I take a, a test and it comes up amazingly enough negative, right? Uh, but then Joyce looks at the box and says, wait a minute, this is from like March of 2022. You know, we bought these back when we were in, probably in New York or something. I don't know how we still had them. I take everything. I save yeah. everything. I'm a saver. But, uh, you know, so I take it and it's like, well, it doesn't really care. It's nice to see. It would have been scary if it had come up with two lines. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would believe that. I would have, shit, I've got COVID. But I'm like, at least, you know, whew, dodge something of a bullet. But we don't trust it because it's old. Because, you know, ah, it's like, meanwhile, like, Panels of food or things that they'll last five years, but they'll tell you that it expires next year. Okay. Anyway, but I'm resting, I'm sneezing, and I'm like miserable because I'm really. I go to the, the Walgreens and it's kind of interesting because I just 
feeling like, ah, on a Friday morning. And I go to the woman and, cause you want, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to the doctor. Yeah, pharmacists know enough to answer these questions. So I said, hello, help, help me. I don't, I don't like, really that. like that. But send to her, thanks to her. And I ask her, okay, so I, I think need- also you had a good time when you cracked your head open at the pool and a pharmacist gave you Band-Aids. That was beautiful, yeah. yeah. Well, no, she, yeah, she gave me, I think gauze or more than that. She gave me more than just a, a Band-Aid, probably some vaccine or something. But I go to the, the pharmacist and I say, okay, so I've got, I had, I tested, I'm pretty sure it's not COVID, except I need to buy a new COVID test. But what, what, and she literally, without even, Taking a half a moment, I love this. She's a sort of had, because literally she's. They keep these things now behind the counter, at because people are stealing them to make drugs and meth and whatever the hell they're no, doing. But not only that, that there's a limit on the number you can buy. Oh, so there are controlled not a controlled substance like a narcotic, but you have to give ID. Like yep. I saw a woman buy one. Yeah, and I think sister might have been buying too many. She was in probably in her sixties, maybe fifties, like our age. And the pharmacist is like, you can't buy him. You've got, you, you've got your quota this month. Whoa. I was like, Ooh. Ooh. Well, it's not an opioid. I don't know what the hell they're doing. No, but I think, I don't, I don't. They're not addictive. I can't imagine. Maybe. We don't know, David. No. Even somebody even told me, like, like the, I use like a saline spray, but someone told me no spray is addictive. Like not the saline, but the, you know. Well, you know, what, what do kids do? They sniffed airplane glue. They, 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 I think they used to do, honest to God, they would spray out, they eat cans of whipped cream. No. No, you know, and then once the whipped cream was gone, the aerosol, there's something about the aerosol that would get them. I have no, honestly, I don't know for this. I have for people who are addicted because that's a tough road to have. I love food. That's my only addiction. But even then, like, I don't eat, I don't eat so I'm sick, like, I'm binging. But, you know, it occurred to me that that's the difference between you and, and me, one of, one of the many, but that's like the main difference. Like you eat really, really well, except when you're sick. Yeah. And then you allow yourself some Anything, like, yeah. you know, chicken yeah, soup, yeah. even though you're vegetarian, you have pretzels and, and salt. Crackers, and yeah. Potato chips or salt. I, I eat shitty all the time. And the rare time that I get sick, I was like, you know, like a little, little soup, you know, toast. That's right. No chocolate, no, yes. no fish. That's you know. the difference. Yeah, no shell. And then as soon as I even feel a little bit better, I'm like, give me oh, shit to eat. So why don't we go to mission and you get the black plate special? Now you're getting back to why I'm mad. Yes, I know. I want to bring no, it back. Because if I I'm addicted to one thing, it's rage. I, I do I am an anger addict at some points in my life, right? So but let me get back to the Walgreens woman because I, I oh, went to, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, let me just saying to her, uh, well, what do you have? Because I'm seeing behind her, there's like claret and D, there's sugar, is this, and she's like, sugar, I'm like, because I'm gonna, why? Why that? Yeah, Not yeah, that, because yeah. I've taken claret and, yeah, um, yeah. and she's like, listening to your voice, I know what you need is a, is a, um, a decongestant, not an antihistamine. Ah, oh, you were congested. Right. So, so that's what, I needed, even though with, with please my skin stuff, I could use an antihistamine too. But and I said, well, why this? And, I, and God bless her. She said Sudafed, and I threw it in a bag. I looked at it when I, when I, after I bought it, and it was the generic Walgreens 
or fed. If you would have used, sugar, sugar if fed. If you would have used my scanning card, that would have you got three dollars off. I didn't have it, but you but, yeah, put in my phone. Number. But even even that box, I will. Or I, I probably did if I asked for one. I don't know, but the thing was, it um, was five dollars, as opposed to God knows, I don't know how much they charge for probably fifteen bucks for a few pills. So I was not complaining, and I was like, "Well, thank you." And I asked her, "What's the difference?" She says, "Well, you don't need uh, an antihistamine to calm things down. You need to try, dry things up." And she's like, "What well, should I?" This sort of the one. She was really cool about that, and I pointed to me where the um, where the new COVID tests kits were. So I grabbed a couple while Joyce and I were waiting for freebies from the government. Because you, you can still send away for like two or three boxes. Crime beloved country, yeah. Oh, huh? Crime beloved country, waiting for the government. Well, well no. If if the, they came, they came three dollars after I paid twenty five dollars. They came three dollars after. No, I'm sorry. Please they came pay. like three days. The the test. I'm so mad. The the test kits came oh, in the mail for, for the free. Well, all right. So, so so I'm feeling I'm I'm, I'm feeling like shit. But at least I'm. It's the weekend, so I have to teach. And then on, um, and I didn't do the show on Saturday, a week ago, and it had nothing to do, I didn't even know politically when I woke up what was going on. It's a good thing because <laughs> George and I would both be expelled from this country if I would say what was on my mind at that you were moment. Sick. But I was sick. I was sick. We didn't have a guest, and I've been grading and working like crazy. So I was like, this is one of the weeks when I need, I really should take off, and I did. Uh, but we ended up going still our usual. No, because it was the last day of the. It was the last. Yeah, day. too. But also, we wanted to. We we shop. We go to. We the didn't big do your Philly fluff cupcake. Okay, all right. So so we go to big supermarket that's a couple of miles away, as we do pretty much every week to get our provisions and stuff. They're really really expensive, but like everything, if you buy certain things there, yeah, it's the like only place. My aunt yeah. used to tell me and my grandmother like. Every supermarket, like no supermarket will have everything you want at the price you want. Like right. these mm -hmm. places are known for like, oh, this is the produce or this is this or this is that or this, you know. Yeah. But this place happens to have really, really good meat, but it's really, really expensive. Yeah. So, so I only get things when A, they're discounted and they're really discounted. Up there in cold cuts too, you like. The cold cuts are good. I mean, yeah. And and this time, I, it wasn't even a splurge. It was actually a decent price. They had a muffin, a vanilla muffin. Because, you know, for breakfast, if I don't feel like oatmeal, if I don't feel like cereal, I'm like, I'll have a cake, I'll have a... So we get the vanilla muffin from there. If I tell you, it was the most delicious muffin. For $1.50, it was good. It was really, really you good. You said it was like a cake you had back home. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it reminded me of something called Philly Fluff that the local kosher bakery used to make when Joyce and I were living in Hewlett. They probably still make it, and the bakery's still there. It's called Walls. And there's a, a cake they make called Philly Fluff. That's just, it's like a pound cake, but vanilla fluff is... Didn't you also buy raw duck? You bought raw duck too, right? Duck pieces to... Did stew. I get that from there? Because it was half yeah. price, so it was on sale. Are you going to stew it or what? No, mm -hmm. I'm going to make it in either the crock pot or I might fry them up because they're little duck breasts. Oh, yeah, like in, in the air fryer. Yeah, yeah. So those, but I bought them because they were 50% off. And they're still insanely fucking expensive, but they were 50% off. The Jew and me couldn't resist. What? Did you have your celebration? So here's the deal. Okay. So after we shop at these places, Joyce knows that I tolerate this, this 
shopping complex where she goes and buys clothes and I kind of poke around the five and dime you store. Yeah, so we got these guys. We got the Marshalls. We we go. We got which guys? Oh, well, first, this was a big first, day. First talk, and, and you didn't do these guys either. I haven't. All right, I'm, I, everything in its time. Everything in this place. So where did we get these? I got that for you last week. Wait, oh, this was at the school. Okay. But first, talk about the food and the food. All right, then, then let me talk about the food. Then. When you're mad, fling them. You could fling them when you're mad. Oh, I'd be flinging them. Out. That'd be the whole show. Uh, so here's the deal. The, the, my reward, I mean, we both have to shop, but my reward for going to the same place all the time is that at the end of it, the stores that we go to are near Mission Barbecue. As the name would imply, <laughs> it is, as opposed to Outback, which could be anything, you know, I'm going to take you out back and rape you. No, but uh, Mission, the, the name Barbecue. Is in and they have the a tank. large uh, tank truck that says Mission Barbecue with smoker with smoke flavor coming out. If you've never heard of the place, it's kind of it I has a, a Maryland. I don't know. Is it only Maryland? Uh, I, I don't know if it's only Maryland. I don't think I brought in my phone. I'll tell you. I know it, at least as other parts of Maryland because when we told Nihal, I said, you know, David might go there during like Alzheimer's walk, and she said, Oh yeah, we know that we know Mission, so it must be. I don't know where at it the is, very least it's local. Yeah. Local. yeah other it's you know it's, it's, but the ethos of the place also has to do with like it's very pro veteran pro america pro I like if the people who work there are all veterans probably or they i'm sure they they want to there's also like college kids working there they're like you know 19 years old or something maybe maybe but and, and it's, so that's so they got flags and they got things tributes to the war dead and and, and stuff you know it's, it's a very not military-ish thing, but there is a you know they have it's a tank. Like a VFW, right? Like a VFW, China. right? China. Yeah. And and if you don't know this, at noon, if you go there at noon every day, they play the Star Spangled Banner, and everything stops. Nobody eats. Nobody cooks. Nobody serves. It's just you, know, you see. How video long is it? How long is it? Like That's a rather personal question. Ten minutes or five minutes? No, no, it's the Star Spangled Banner. It goes oh, on for forty-five okay. seconds. They show a flag waving on a video monitor, and the music plays. And you know, you stand there, you put your hand on your heart, wrong hand, put your hand on the heart, and David take your hand. Right in. <laughs> or I'm waiting. I'm like, oh. tell them how they how they got you hooked. This is your addiction. How did they All hook right. you? So how did they hook you? The very first time I went to um, Mission Barbecue, because I was like, barbecue. And we looked it up. They have ribs. They have barbecue ribs. I think you just wanted to escape my shopping hell. That's it. No. I would no, I would even run I would run from the theater for no, barbecue. But also, there's a there's an outback right across. You never ran there, so they have steaks too. You ran to you ran. Well, to, I mean, yeah, they probably have ribs too. Because it's outback. new, maybe because it's new. Too. It was new, and I think the prices were a little bit better than outback. So I'm like, let me try this. It's a barbecue place. Let me try it. Um, what was the place in New York and the big chain of barbecues all over? That? Texas. That's the one in, in Colorado. Texas right? Roadhouse. We used to. Um, check out it was called Texas Roadhouse yeah, I, I but there's know. also a barbecue place that's a chain that's all over Times Square so this is another one I guess it's more local and Joyce is right they did hook me early on it got me addicted because I, I probably told this story on the air months ago uh, but when I first went in there I'm looking and, and you know it's a pretty clear clean menu that they have overhead and you look and so they're like, well, do you, they had baby back ribs and the regular spare ribs. And you can order each, and they're both roughly the same price. 
So I go to the kid at the counter. I've never been in Mission Barbecue before. And I honestly say, I, you know, could you tell me what is the difference between baby back ribs and spare ribs? And he said the magic words. You want to try a sample? And all day was like, yeah, yeah. And after he wiped off the drool that I did on him, he brought out like this big bone. <laughs> it wasn't like that. I, you know, <clears throat> in a little plate thing. He said, here, try. And he, that was the baby back ribs. And he brought it to me in a little napkin. And I just went, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, me want this. Me need this. Me marry this now. And the kid was like, and, and he said, well, wait a minute. Don't you want to try yeah. And as I was already, I was literally ready at that point to order yeah. like 75 pounds of the baby back ribs. That was really nice. Do you ever see that kid again? Or is I don't it, think so. I, uh, uh, they're all nice. They're all really nice there too. They show, you told me they show you the pig before they pack it. They do. They do that. So he brings out now a spare rib, which is much closer to what they give you in a Chinese restaurant. That's what they call them. Those are more recognizable. Uh, and I was like, I will try this too. <laughs> it was fantastic, but I was I already had my heart sunk oh, really? into the baby backs. Really? They were both fantastic. That's so nice. Didn't one time they give you chicken too? They gave you a piece of chicken to try. One time, because sometimes they have every once in a blue moon, they'll have a little plant where you can everybody can sample a little bit uh, just to taste. Because honestly, who comes have a chicken? But. Uh, but like if I, let's say that I was like I was still eating meat, mm. I would probably if I was a meat eater and I couldn't eat the meat, I would. Of course, you have a chicken. Sure, why not? You know, or maybe kids. I don't know if kids like. Anyway. Yeah, but they need to be taught. <laughs> so 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 that's how they got me. But this is a standard. Yeah. So and the other way that they got me hooked is that I would say once every month and a half, two months, they go with a black plate. Special, like a blue plate special, this is a black plate special. And it's a very reasonable price yeah. for something that they offer, or something that they don't even offer all the time. They're bringing it out specially yes, special. for a couple of weeks for people to try and, and buy, and then it goes away. And twice since we've been living here, the black plate special has been a ribeye. One time it was a Hawaiian ribeye oh, steak. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. Like kind of a sweet sauce. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we're talking rib eye steak this time it was an espresso rub. rub this was espresso rub the, the latest one espresso rubbed smoked rib eye steak love think of these I, I'm not, I love coffee i don't like espresso but espresso rubbed i like being rubbed rib eye every word everywhere word in that is beautiful you put them all together it's greater than the, the sum of either You've of its parts this was the last time well this was the deal so every week we've been going in for the espresso rub smoked ribeye steak which is a very nice piece of steak for 13 dollars it looks to me like a prime rib that's what I. because it, it's ribeye it's yeah, rib it it's, like but it's the ribby tits it looks like a prime rib to me yes i don't know any better but ah so I'm eating because I could go out back for a ribeye yeah, it's 25 dollars there was the hawaiian ribeye then there was the shrimp they did shrimp for a bit. They did shrimp, which you tried. The shrimp were delicious. You get seven fucking shrimp for $15. And it's then like, after the shrimp, they went back to the ribeye. After the shrimp, they went back to and the And they changed the flavoring, and now they're doing... Well, that this is why I've been... If you think I'm angry about the Middle East, I am. If you think I'm angry about 
having a weekend that was kind of shocked because I felt like shit. I was. If you think I'm angry because I had an issue to deal with with you know student stuff, I am. But nothing compares to the rage I felt when Joyce you know was checking her phone last week and she said, you know, <clears throat> they're they're changing the black plate special next week. It's I not called my admin to double check it. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean they're changing the black plates? But what do you mean they're changing? I usually do it when you're driving so you don't kill us. You keep going. <laughs> I, I, you're lucky I didn't smash into a wall. Well, we, no, but I, I did it when you're still available to get the ribeye, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she says, yeah, no, the ribeye is going away. The ribeye steak is not going to be the black plate special now. And I'm like, well, what, 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 what is, what my, uh, spare ribs maybe? Uh, the paperback ribs, okay. Oh, they had a hamburger too. Prime she, rib? You didn't like the cheeseburger. Yeah, it's fucking cheeseburger. I, I, I agree. The new black plate special it's as of a couple. It's comfort food, it's comfort. The new black plate special as of a couple of days ago is smoked, I'm sure, meatloaf. They went from ribeye steak to meatloaf. So what did we get you to cheer you up? Because you were we got me a ribeye steak. As well. Oh, and we got this too. Well, you were upset because the whoopee cushion had an accident. Yeah, the whoopee cushion was a piece of shit that we bought. Uh, oh. And that's the thing. I sat, I sat down. I didn't even like bump down on it. I just and it broke. We, we we tried this a week ago, two weeks ago when we were on the air. Terrible, terrible piece of shit whoopee cushion. Although you, if you put a straw in it, yeah, it, it will reinflate. But <clears throat> Joyce knew I, I was upset. So before we went. Well, to... you also tortured me in the whole store with squeezing the pig. I did. I there did. was a bigger one. We didn't buy the bigger one. We didn't one. buy the bigger one. I did that for your sake. Yeah, but this one's. So, first of all, Joyce finds that this I did not really want to buy, but Joyce wanted to buy this. I like the hair color. She this is a. And showed the shorts and the outfit. And he's wearing a little uh, thing. See? Yes. Yeah. See? Look at that. Silly sound. What does it say? Well, it says mom. Oh, it says mom. I don't know why it would say. Oh, it's it's a tattoo. Yeah. Look, it's a silly sound on the on the tag in the front. Wait. Yeah. Silly sounds more fun. Oh. I'm, is, is this a dog toy? Yeah. Or is it just a squawkers? Silly squawking sounds dogs love. So you think, oh, it's going to be this cute little weird little chicken toy that makes a little cute little dog noise yeah. a little squeaky noise that dogs would love listen to this thing you stop it <laughs> we bought it and we bought this the other one that all right hold on but this is and oh. you know any dog would eat that in one second it's so thin it would just chomp through it oh no an oxen couldn't uh... it's so thin please stop all right it. all right so so joyce decides to get this also, because we have you know little baby chickens that we fling I around. Oh, chicken alerting would be important. Oh, for chicken, that's true. I'll, I'll hold this in case it comes up in really times. But the one that I wanted was um. You wanted a huge pig. It was a right, okay. It was a giant version of this. Uh, also, a dog toy, and of course, I'm going around the the mart the shop where yes, we are. Have another one of those it. those paper towels, please. Sure, honey. Thank you. Um, this no, I'm good. I'm just one at a time. Here, thank you. Um, and when Joyce isn't looking, or even when she is, I'm kind of sneaking off 
behind her going. I can hear you, yeah. <laughs> That's more realistic. What's his name? What does it say? Does it have a name? It's an origami pal called Grunt. Squeeze me. I grunt. Go on, read the back. It says something. I can't read it. It's all about the squeak. Oh, Here we go. good. Okay. Come on, make some noise. <laughs> Dogs love the high pitched sounds these toys have. Is it high pitched? <laughs> no. No. Bright, colorful, and so many different shapes and sizes. There's one for every playful toy loving pooch out there. Some are stuffed, <laughs> some can float. Ooh. Uh, so go ahead, give it a squeak. What's in his ear? And watch the fun begin. Oh, tag. What does it say? Uh, I can't. Yeah, All new material. Uh, content. Good Lord. It's some sort of. I'll I, have say, my, I have my glasses here. It's prophylactic. All new material content polyester fibers. All right. Well, yeah. It is very cute. Look, he's cute. <laughs> and it makes a noise that sounds like a fart. <laughs> So of course, as Joyce is going around the store, yes. I'm kind of ditching her a little bit. I can tell where you are because you're like sneaking off, and everybody, I'm like, David, please don't do it. People in the house are laughing. I'm like, please stop it, David, please. <laughs> and and you know, she, and of course, I wait till. And Joyce... then some other child got one and did it. Too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but every time Joyce would bend over to look at something, yes. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> made me really happy. So finally, we did. I, what made me really happy? Big tried to escape the other day too. Oh, I know that, but we we. I was so tempted that the other one was like fifteen dollars. This big version of Next this. Next time we get one of those coupons back, and then we'll get. Well, them. we'll get the big pig. But this, this is come on. I think also the color is beautiful. Yeah, um, not many things are this lime green no, thank kind God. of toy color. What about should do the sloths? I feel like Harpo. Also, See I feel like the sloths were cutting. Oh, let's see if that. Well, let me get angry again. Listen, what can I get angry about oh, that we can talk about? Oh, we're missing the art sales today, too. Oh, no, there's an art, art sale in an uh, art like gallery kind of thing in Towson we can go to um, when we're done. It starts at noon. Hold on. Okay. Look and you got to talk about Oregon Trail as well. Oh, well, yeah. That was, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oregon Ridge. Yeah, hold on. Um, all right. So we got. Uh, so this is a um another a toy thing. You know? I kind of do. Here we go. Here we go. What did you do to it? No, I don't know. This is what it does. This okay. is like, ugh. It says sticky footed sloths. Toss them at a wall. Make them crawl. All right, it here. says be careful. There's choke choke hazards for kids. This is what was coming out of my nose all week. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss. You the... can throw it over your head. Uh, let's try it. Well, um, onto it... the wall. Oh, he did. It, look. Uh, oh, look. Wait, can you see? You can it? see it behind the chair. There yeah, he is. That. Look. You did it. Now, peel him off. Do it again. Do it higher. He's, he's balls to the wall. Okay, let's see it. No, those are his feet. Uh, oh, yeah. This leaves a mark on the wall. Hold on. His balls are sticky. Who's hard? What are you doing with him? Yeah. Okay. It's hard. It's not, throw so him. Throw it's, him. Wait, fix that ball. Throw him up. Uh oh, his balls. Throw him up high. All right. Well, I don't know if see it. I'm gonna toss. I'm gonna toss the slot. Wait, fix his ball. I don't know. It came out of his arm. Here, though. Hold on. I can. I can do that already. It's supposed to be like in his arm. All right. Well. All right. Here. Here comes the slot. It's. It's gonna hit the wall, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Yeah. 
So it should sort of stay there, or it's supposed to eventually fall. That's fine. Oh, so, so we'll keep it. We'll keep it behind. Try the other one. Um, no, if I broke this one, look at it. It's, it's all Gaborin. Yeah. You're like a, a breaker of any novelty toy. You killed the whoopee cushion. You killed the sloth. Now he's three. He's only three armed. Or two arm. One arm. Two leg. Yeah. Well, he's right by my ear. It's kind of a cool place right there. It's so. Yeah. So anyway, by the way, it's a quarter to. 10 oh, Eastern time in the what neighborhood. I'll tell them the Oregon Ridge. Yeah. So among the other things we did, despite my cold, we, we decided not to let the weekend last Can weekend. I just ask you on a personal note? Yeah. You said today that they, what time does it end? I think four or something like four or five. Okay, good. Sweetheart. It's over in Towson. If we want to go, it's, it's like um, an artsy thing. It's kind of rainy and it gives a corner. So it might be outdoors. So it might suck. But I don't know. We can, we can look for it. So, anyway. Um, ah, yes. So last Sunday, we're looking for something to do. Because even though we like doing the same things over and over, sometimes we like to try something a little different if it's local. I don't want to schlep. I want to drive, you know, 45 minutes to anywhere. Certainly not during the semester. It's just too much going on. But to go locally, to find something new to do, why not? So Joyce notices that among things to do around town is a honey festival. Yeah, honeybees. In local, it, what are, I don't even know what town it is. I mean, it's almost in our town. I know. But it's just really just a couple of miles away, honest to gosh. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, what the hell? Because Joyce swears by honey. She puts it in her tea all the time. She thinks it's um, one, of the, one of the properties. It's medicinal, San Antonio Cove. I think that it just gives you. Like also, if you if you that's why I wanted local honey. Yeah. Because then it, the bees pollinate the local flowers, and then you get some immunity to the local flowers. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're not the only. Obviously, you're not the only one who says this. So mm -hmm. you're really, really, and and you like it. You know, you, if I accidentally serve you tea without enough honey, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 you like the taste. I do. Yeah. You use it for me when I have throat stuff. I don't like the way honey tastes, but I'll I'll take it. You know, I'd rather have agave or or sugar. Mm -hmm. But because um, I'm a white sugar fiend, need it. Um, so I, so we're like honey festival. What a perfect place to get hyper local honey bee honey and see beekeepers do their thing as long as we stand far away. Yeah, yeah. And and you know and, and see other crafts and bear things. And they said, baby animals, baby animals for Dave. Dave loves. Really a cranky goose. Yeah, yeah baby. So we go. So and it's, it's like we're we're going in there, and already I'm terrified because I have to drive up this thing. David, what was in when you went inside to the bathroom? What was in that building? Was there animals in there? Were there animals in there? It was just a lot of crowds in. We were in one of the same places. I didn't see. I just saw classrooms. I didn't yeah. see any. I didn't really go deep maybe in. Maybe they were like. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, David. So uh, no, I, I didn't really see that much of <laughs> the whole building. I, I saw there was one big room where they had a ton of kids and stuff, and I was avoiding because you know I had cold at that point. I didn't want to either give or get. But the thing thing was, we go to this festival. I'm trying to drive in. It's like a five dollars for a car load, five, five, whatever it is. But trying just trying to figure out how to park because they have this girl yeah, like directing traffic. Like, where? She's like, go up on the grass. You're like, and, and there's people behind me. I'm like, right here, and she's going like with her fingers. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck does this mean? Just tell <laughs> you know, go left on the grass here. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! So I go further up, and, and actually it wasn't a bad no. travel. I'll find a place to park. 
And then we go out walking and we're looking, say, as a festival. But rather than, like the first thing we gravitate towards, we, we got to be looking for people selling honey or people selling crafts or looking for the animals. It's like, oh, food truck. No, but that's not true. We had gone to what? the little house. What little we house? walked up around. Yeah. We looked at the crafts. We looked at the, you were scared to go near the honey beehives. Yes. You want, I have the pictures on my phone. Well, that was the thing that the, the, the main quote unquote disappointment. Yeah, I'm scared, scared of bees. Yeah, I've told stories on the show. The demonstration of bees. Yeah, but all they had, they had a couple roped off hives. They have like, had like beehives, <coughs> sort of away from people, and then a sign about demonstrating. No, but the bee, they had the bee crossing. You were afraid, remember? Fuck that yeah! Was, that was that was real. That was very real. There, 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 if you went behind one particular building, um, it, it literally had a sign in acute letters like "Beware, be careful," bee because crossing. it was a bee, oh, bee crossing, right? Because what it was was just this this pathway. It was a hive. It was an open hive that they would fly across. Yes, fly into. Now I'm, I'm assuming people parade it back and forth all the time. The bees don't bother you because they want to get. I was not going to find out. No. I was not going to go behind there because the bees were free. We saw the geese, uh, the roosters. Remember, we saw the roosters. We saw yeah. Owly. Oh, that was the best animal wise because there was no goats. There was no, um, there were chickens. They didn't have chickens. They had this goose with like a, a tumor over its bill. Oh, that I don't was know what this that... thing. And they say you always like Yeah, there are geese that look like this. They look like they've got a big old tumor growing on their face. Uh, so he was, and he was noisy, he was whiny, he was cranky. Um, and then they had a man making leather. They had a girl. Wait, 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 I don't say a man making. Oh, he was making leather oh. pouches and stuff. They mm. had a guy making canes out of like sticks. And then they had some earrings and some crap. But they also had, the, the, the really, really cool thing is that in one building that you could look into, they had a gorgeous barn owl yeah. with this and amazing face. A vulture, what was the second one? Well, then there was another guy. There was a guy standing, walking oh, around yes. with a, he wasn't actually a baby. He was just small. He was a tiny a owl. A tiny owl on his shoulder. That was the cutest freaking thing you yeah. have ever seen in your, that was worth the, that really was worth the car price of admission to see this little baby, baby owl on his shoulder. Or was that, no, he had a glove. He had a glove yeah. and it, it had his talons. Pictures, do you want them? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, the towel, uh, the I have towel, pictures of, towel you too. of the owl on his hand. And if I got, they didn't have, they had no sheep, no goats, no cows, no petting zoo kind of cool annual feed to this, none of that. Not, not a pig, nothing. Just a couple of chickens, a goose, but the owl, two owl, one owl in the barn, one little tiny owl, oh, oh, adorable. And, and otherwise, you're just basically walking around like, little bit it's kind of like centennial so village backward, but it, um, i'll start from the beginning oh, i have the menu too cool so here's the parking oh and the guys with the skeletons too you might want to do that. that so david go this way oh well right give me one second yeah i'm gonna find the guy with the skeleton so go this way so go, okay, yeah. swipe you that way. So this is what we saw on the last date when we were going to hunt valleys. Oh, that's right. Well, while yeah. we were driving, I don't know if this was a harbinger because of my cold, but there was a car 
I mean, because, you know, three weeks from Halloween, so of course everybody has to be in Halloween mode. Okay, but there's a bunch of pictures that are better than that. Oh, oh, I'm scared. All right. Okay, so if you, you get to make it tiny again, I'm going to go. Oh. All right, here we go. That's, go you can see, it's like a skeleton. On, oh, that's that's pretty yeah. cool. That's I'll, I'll make that bigger. Sure, sure. This was literally on top of a guy's car. Yeah, this is the kind of town we live in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and this is this was the parking person trying to tell. I took this picture just so that we knew where the hell we were parked. Uh, it's actually pretty easy to find. Yeah, I like and then, that place a lot. And here's me. That's you with the chicken, the good chicken, not the angry goose. Yes, yeah. no, no, sweet. The goose was was the angry one. The yeah. chickens were fine. Chickens were You're pretty. You're with the picture of the goose, which is deceptive. Oh yeah. Look, I'm pointing at an animal, yes. as if you can't see the animal unless you're I point at it. What you're looking at. That's very important. Yeah, and then what are you doing there? This is me being scared. Oh, open beehives! Yeah, we're trying to overcome your fear. Right, you're which I would have. I would if I was standing there. I had my coat on. I had. I wasn't wearing shorts. Hives, you know, they yeah. were in there. there. There were actual. Yeah, I mean, there were bees in there. You're yeah. very brave. But there was no demo. It was just like. Beehives. We okay. Got there was like eleven forty, so we didn't. It wasn't like we got there five minutes before. No, no, we were there in the in the thick of things, honestly, and just like, okay, that's me just being. And here's. What's that? I don't know. Oh, these these are all like old. Oh, I don't know logs. Beehivey yeah. log things of of sure places that. that bees make their little colony I things. If that's and this was oh, what, oh what was what was that? Let me see. I have no yeah, idea. I took that. a picture of the floor. Oh, that's the owl. He's in there. Oh, we couldn't. You could barely. Yeah. That didn't come through. Oh, okay, no. try the next one. Here's here's me with a giant log. That's David doing his his woodworking. And then uh, there's more me with a log, and then forest hope. Forest of hope. Forest of hope, which is probably the most ironic line of the whole fucking week. And then let's see, I flex a oh. Flexalicious street food. Oh yeah, this is at the menu. I so because this is Joyce. Like I, I can't. I just went to the. I do what every student does. I went to the van. Oh, our people on the line. I said I'm not cutting the line. I took a picture of the menu and went back online so we could read it. Yeah. And then I shared it with other people so they could read it. So they had a food truck there. Yeah. Uh, at this place and, and there's more pictures. Well, yeah. This one, let me talk about the food truck. Yeah, I'm gonna find oh. some good pictures for you. Um. And so. We're like, well, what do we want? Because most of the food is is meat, and Joyce can't eat it. But we had just eaten before. We had gone to Mission Barbecue for my my beloved steak beforehand. So there was no point in ordering like a Cuban sandwich from the food truck. Yeah. So so like, was like, oh, let's split some French fries, right? Large size or small? Oh, large, you know, because it's French fries. And, and big fries, baby. fucking what? They're no. made of bees. Oh, it's a bee festival. The, yeah. it's made of, the bees make honey, which they make French fries. Do you know who the lead uh, performer at the bee festival is? Sting. That's, that's a joke right there. David, you should write for the dad calendar. <laughs> so, so anyway, we get and we wait and we wait and we wait because the food trucks take a little bit of time. Uh, and other people are waiting too. But when they brought out the French fries, oh my god! And they were pricey. But because holy our, crap. Well, our friend who does the French fries for the Methodist church, he's sick. He's not making them no more. Right. But these were. These were among the best French fries I literally have ever oh. eaten in my. Because they weren't just fried, you know, shoestring style. 
there was something about them that they yeah. were almost crispy, they like all puffed, yeah, puffed, but light inside. Yeah, but not, not but they weren't hollow. They no. had to take them in. Yeah. but it, it was. I don't know how they did them. It was a miracle. I don't know how they did them, but the fries were unbelievable. If it hadn't been for the owls, the fries would have been the the absolute here. Um, I'm going to show you the owl. You want to see it? Oh, you didn't have the owl? The, oh, they show the owl. No, and, and we have our guest waiting. The, so if you go a couple, I, he was hard because I didn't want to scare him with the camera. Oh, look, 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 look. I just don't want to scare, not the guy, but the, I didn't want to scare the owl. The owl the, well, it's not going to fly off. And there's another picture of him, too. Look at He's him. Dead. Look at him. There's one more picture. That's an owl. Okay, there's another yeah. picture. Oh, oh, you got him. Look at this. Look at him. He looks kind of PO'd, though. Look well, owls do. Yeah. Owls are relentlessly constipated. They're like, oh, no. I think that might be it. Yeah, that's it. Owl. Oh, no. But the one thing, the irony oh, of this we, whole. We yeah. What? Remember, we used to buy Tropical Storm Lydia this week. Why does it look like a dick? <laughs> Literally, it looks like a dick shooting cum all over the ocean. <laughs> That's Tropical Storm Lydia. Uh, well, Lydia, Lydia, you encyclopedia. Lydia, the tattooed Tropical Storm. Um, but what was that? Oh, so the, but the one big kind of funny irony of the whole thing was, and I bought like some maple syrup from people selling, you know, authentic yeah. maple syrup instead of buying, buying. You, know, you, you buy shit at these places that you're, because you're there, right? And you have crafts people. But this was the, the local honey Festival. There's nobody selling honey. I, nobody had any local honey. No, no. It's very weird. You know, none of that awful stuff where they put a, a jar with a honeycomb in it and the honey, which grosses me the hell out. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's completely beyond me. And yet, it was a fun time had by I, all. Yeah, I, and the weather was beautiful. I asked the lady. I said, I said, did we miss the um, any of the events? Because she had small kids. You know, they were waiting. If you order anything with meat, they were waiting there 45 minutes. She said to me, no. yeah. Well, they had one food truck for the entire event. Well, she said you didn't miss anything. Oh, they, they also they had a hot dog guy. Oh, who was they did. Yeah, yeah. Hot dogs and stuff. So again, if I hadn't eaten my my steak beforehand, probably would have gone for that. But anyway, we're here in the neighborhood doing the Dave's Gone By Facebook, your podcast, your program, your stream. I'm Dave Lefkowitz. That's my darling and adorable wife, Joyce. It's episode number 914 on this Saturday, October 14th, 2023. And so now we are delighted to bring our guest into the neighborhood. He's a songwriter, a musician, also a musical producer, record label owner, and has been at this game for quite a while and has had uh, kind of a bit of success in the record business. And we'll tell you why. Coming to interview him is the one, the only, the Jewish, and of course, quite enraged these days, Rabbi Saul Solomon, founder and spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. Let's play, let's play some theme music for the Rabbi as he bring, we bring him in to talk to John De Nicola.
Shalom, my friends. Shalom, my enemies. Shalom to all of you. Uh, no, you know what? Not shalom to my enemies. Just shalom, my friends. Here on Dave's Gone By on this Shabbos morning, October 14, 2023. I am Rabbi Saul Solomon, founder, spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. Delighted to be here. Delighted to talk music. The thing that brings people together as opposed to everything exploding apart at the moment. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest in the neighborhood who knows a thing or two about music because he is an Oscar winning, Golden Globe winning songwriter. You might have heard of a song or two that he's written, particularly if you know the movie Dirty Dancing. Me, I tend to do more dirty davening, but he does dirty dancing, including the classic songs, Hungry Eyes. And of course, I've had, in parentheses, the time of my life. He is also the founder of the independent record label, OMAD. As a matter of fact, that label kind of was the start for a band that became Maroon 5. And he himself, John DeNicola has, put out an album just two years ago called she said, so he's doing his own music too. So I want you kindly welcome to the neighborhood, John Nicola. Shalom, John. Shalom. Good morning. Good morning to you. How you doing? I'm very good. I, I, uh, I'm enjoying your energy this morning. This is good. I'm enjoying my angina this morning, so I'm going to have to watch my heart. <laughs> so so I, I love even where you are, right? Is that like in a farmhouse or or just the door is distressed? I have to, to like? tell you, it's yeah. um, I'm I'm recovering. I'm recovering from it's about my 18th day, fourth day, maybe of negative uh, COVID. So I'm out in a converted it's it's a very nice cottage. Converted was it was it not Jewish before? <laughs> it was a uh, um, chicken coop. <clears throat> so this is outside. You're, you're in your domicile, but you're in a special room, uh, separating from who? From your wife? From who? From yes, my wife. My wife. Yeah, she has has yet to ever have COVID, and I didn't want to give it to her. I I happened to go uh, out to Long Island to uh, unfortunately a friend's funeral. And uh, I'm sure that's where I got it. <clears throat> but here's the deal. Has your wife been telling you that it takes more than 14 days? And she no. said, oh, no, it, it's two and a half months. You have to isolate for two and a half months. No, no, no. Uh, it's me, really. I just want to make sure because I don't, I, you know, I don't want to. I'm fine. We're, we're in fact, today we're moving. I'm moving out. And I'm moving back in. <clears throat> or so you think. So, somehow the plumber's been coming around every evening at like seven. Uh, oh, what's, what's no, how was your COVID though? Did, was, did you suffer? Was it bad? Was it not? It was not bad. It was long though. I, I tested positive for a long time. It was all right here. <clears throat> yep. Yep. I had no, I, I didn't have the energy. You know, I had energy. I didn't have that, you know, where I can't get out of bed at all. In fact, I almost had more energy. I, um, no headache, no loss of taste. taste and smell. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, but it, you know, a couple of times it got a little scary. So I took Paxlovid. Uh huh. And I think it really helped. Oh, good. Oh, my mazel. This is, and you, you look fine. You sound absolutely fine. I feel, I feel good. Today I'm, I'm raring to go. So, so when you say raring to go, what is your average day? like as a person who runs a label, who, who does music production, who makes songs. How, how do you parcel out the time of your day creatively and businesslessly? 
Yeah, well, it tends to go, you know, you're, you're in the studio recording an artist <clears throat> for a month or two. And then, then it, it goes into putting the record out to the public. And so then there's, you know, there's the uh, PR that goes along with that. And, uh, you know, that could be an, another two months. So it, it comes in waves. Um, I could be out in the studio for months and then I'm not back in the studio for months. So it, I just put out, I say I, we put out um, about four records this last summer. <clears throat> so, um uh, you know, and they're all doing well. What uh, um, one just came out, and he's out touring, and uh, a guy named Robert LaRoche, uh, an album called Forevermore. And before that was a, a gentleman, Peter Lewis, who is, if you remember, you may not, Loretta Young was an uh, Academy Award winning uh, actress. Yeah. And her, her son was Peter Lewis, and he started, he was in a band called Moby Grape which was an almost famous, uh, very influential band. And then his daughter, we did a record with his daughter. So, um, but I just did Peter's record. Um, so you pulled your Peter out essentially at that point. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just, it, it feels good to have someone like Peter who is just, a, it's musically and philosophically a genius in fact we're doing a documentary my, my son is doing a documentary oh. on peter's life but it's more about peter um his daughter arwen came to him when she was 26 and said teach me teach me music teach me uh, you know guitar yeah. and so um she became an artist and and so it's the 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 documentary is called fall on you which was a famous song of his in moby grape and uh, and that's essentially what it is. Fall on you, you know. I'm gonna. Uh, if it fell on him from his mom, and now he's he's falling on the door. Let me ask you though, what do you say that an album in, in this day and age, in 2023, is quote unquote successful? Is doing well? What is that even? I mean, are you putting out CDs anywhere? Are you? Is there vinyl in a shop? What What is a successful record? Yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, I, I'm gonna yeah. get on my soapbox here. Um, you know, uh, my success was during the heyday when LPs and CDs were, were and radio, terrestrial radio was something. <clears throat> now, um, streaming has destroyed the business. Streaming, and maybe your listeners should take note, if, if you like an artist, if you're, if you're uh, you know, enjoying an artist, try and buy... Uh, try and download the music they're doing, uh, you know, where you pay 90 cents a song or try and buy the CD or the <laughs> LP that they offer, because that's the only way they're going to see money. It, streaming, yeah. I, I can get, I can get uh, 15 million streams per quarter, you know, so for three months, I can get you know, with Dirty Dancing, The Time, Dirty Bit, Hungry Eyes, and the rest of my catalog. And out of that, I'll see about $300. And that's for... Yes. Yes, you heard right. Millions of streams. Millions of streams. Paid for streams. In other words, through Spotify, through... Paid, uh, 
uh, you know, Apple Music or iTunes. Uh, so Apple, that's I, the legal stuff, not just people watching it for free on YouTube or whatever the hell. Right, right. iTunes, iTunes still, because you download from iTunes, although they're, they're kind of phasing that out, that still pays okay. Apple Music, not so much, although they pay better than Spotify. And like YouTube pays nothing. We're talking about for a stream, uh, the uh, the songwriter might get uh, 0.0001 cents. So a thousandth of a penny for a stream. <clears throat> so if you talk about these artists that you are producing on the OMAD label here, then, then these are people who are, with all due respect, not getting 15 million downloads the way I've had the time of my life would. So yeah. what are they getting, like $8.40? Yeah. I mean, what what... How do they make, it's, or just on tour, what do they do? Yeah, tour, um, uh, some of these artists are, are in the older, um, you know, 50 and over. So their audience still buys CDs. Which is nice, okay. Which is nice. I'm, I'm hoping kids, because apparently the younger generation is starting to get into CDs a little bit. And I, we all know that vinyl has come back a little bit. Yeah. But vinyl is just hard. It, it's come back, but it's very hard to to for the audience to find that vinyl piece, you know. You know, but you know, we basically our our sales uh, for CDs are through the the website omadrecords.com. Um, is anybody know, making a profit at this point? I mean, you thank God you're. I'm sure you're comfortable from just the money that you made forty yeah. years ago. I'm sure yeah. you live a nice life thanks to, yeah. yes. you know, and if your song is still used in a TV show or something. Yes, all the time. Yep. Is that happens all the time. Yeah. So you're right. You're correct. So, um, you know, it, break even, maybe make a couple of bucks is about where we're at these days, you know, with CDs and, and such. Um, you know, the, the like, again, the, the Spotify's and all that, is that if you had to do make it on that alone well that how not, would you you know we're hoping we're hoping yeah uh, i have someone i'm working with now that i'm getting all, all this catalog to that works film and tv so film and tv is where it's at now i'm i'm not say unfortunately but you know it, it, terrestrial radio is semi-finished because now i heart and Cumulus, a couple of huge companies dictate what every station plays all over the country. So there's like one guy, you know, so it, the old days of wonderful radio was. The radio uh, was never, what radio always sucked because now it really sucks worse. It, yes. It okay. Was never good. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. For, yeah. Songwriters got paid from radio. Songwriters. Money maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But, you know, you used to be able to, um have a regional breakout right so uh, my band is doing well in the albany area and and the lab and the stations around here are starting to play the record because it's a local band phenomenon and then it bursts and and that doesn't happen anymore but the spot you're in is that the one place that probably still you can break things is college radio but college yes. is not going to be listening to 50, 60 year old artists that you're producing. So it's catch 22. Well, right they, they're they're not bad in that regard, to be honest. They, they're they're kind of open-minded. Um, and they so should. we do, we do, I do 
depending on the project I do, uh, I'm, I'm getting a, one of these things out, so I'll stop coughing. I mean, yeah. um, I do, depending on the artist, I, um, I do go to college radio and it's, and it's been success, successful in that it gets the word out, you know, people, but the problem with college is, you know, a couple of years later, those guys were all gone and the next kids come in, you know. That's true. It has to be turnover. Let me, right. let me ask you, let, let's roll it back because I'm sure everybody wants to know and, and this story you must have told for 40 million times because you've written bunches of songs, but, you know, there's the <laughs> one song. You know, the song that's going to be, God forbid, you know, it should be 50 years away, but on your tombstone, like, this is the guy who co-wrote I've Had the Time of My Life. Do you remember writing and co-writing that number. Like who came up with what? What what was it like that morning? We were all like a piano. Well, how did how did it happen? Yeah, well, it didn't quite happen that way. Frankie Previtt, one of my co-writers, and Donald Markowitz is the other Jew. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, very nice man. Um Frankie, so two Italians and a Jew come into a bar. No, just kidding. Um so um, Frankie Previtt was on a record label called Millennium that Jimmy Einer was um, um, the head of. Uh, Jimmy Einer produced a lot of stuff, uh, the Raspberries, um, some Three Dog Night, uh, a bunch of things. But he also uh, produced Frankie and the Knockouts, which Frankie was the singer of. Frankie had a couple of hits. Um, Jimmy was the uh, music supervisor for um, for Dirty Dancing, and um, he called Frankie. Uh, Frankie was in the Frankie had gotten dropped from the label, Jimmy's label, because Jimmy stopped having a label. He he got into film, <clears throat> and so um, Frankie was working on a new record to try and get a new a, a record deal again. And so we were, we actually had written Hungry Eyes together for Frankie, Frankie's record. And um, Jimmy called in the middle, in the midst of our getting songs together and said, I have this movie. The song needs to start out slow. It's the, you know, the end, the big end, ending scene has needs to start out slow and go into this dance thing. And, um, you know, cited a couple of songs for us to, but he wasn't asking us to do the song. He was asking us to give a shot, put, put, put our song in with everybody else. It was a cattle call. It wasn't like we had the gig. So, um, you know, we started, uh, Don, I, I started working with Donnie Markowitz because um, we had been working together and then I knew he had a drum machine, which was new then. And I figured that was the dance too. We need a drum machine. So I went over to Donnie and we together put down the music track that you hear um, and sent that to Frankie. And Frankie, you know, a lot of top line people, I guess, you know, you, you put the track in and it gets a mood going and, and you start, you know, to the music. And that's what Frankie did. And then he wrote the lyrics. But <laughs> uh, um, well, your, your input was more than just, hey, let's try the drum machine. What did you, what was oh, your yeah. input? Donnie and I yeah. sat at the keyboard. I, I actually sat at the keyboard and Donnie and I, Donnie said, try this. And I said, try that. And 
you know, here comes the, the beavers and, and here comes the chorus. And then we got beavers. the- Beavers, there's like that kind of movie. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we Donnie and I worked the music track out together, wrote the music track, you know, right? One of the interesting points in the chorus, because uh, um, a one six, uh, uh, I'm talking musical here. I don't know how musical you are, but the one chord to the minor six to the four to the five is a very common. Every duop thing in the world has that chord progression. So we went one minor six. And then we went up to the flat seven. And I remember distinctly saying, Donnie, let's just try this. And that sort of gives that, I don't know, it, it, it enables that um, sort of euphoric chorus to, to take off. Yeah, it's just- It's a, a, like, one little thing. It's one- it's, Well, it's, yeah, and it just, it just forced Frankie to, to go a certain place. So the music kind of dictates where the melody can go, obviously. Uh, wow. And that was the that was our one. And then, you know, I can't say we said, oh, hey, let's we're gonna do this flat seven chord and that's gonna make this song. We just did, you know, as musicians do, you just do something and instinctively yeah. and you follow it and, and you hear it. 30 yeah. million copies later, there yeah. you go. There's, there's there's more. Uh, Wait, Humbly, I, go yeah. ahead. Well, no, I actually want to remind people we're talking with John DeNicola, who wrote uh, several of the songs for the movie Dirty, co-wrote several of the songs from the movie Dirty Dancing, as well as bunches of other tunes. And you were also um, a musician before that. You were you toured in the 1980s, 90s with people like Corey Hart and Paul Young. So kind of, do you have any stories of just like groupies or touring madness or craziness or is that overstated? That's over. Well, I don't know because I didn't do that much touring. I I worked with those artists mostly in the studios and and like Today Show, and you know it wasn't an actual tour. So I have none of those. Um, I never really toured. I I maybe I'm lucky. I don't know. I I auditioned for Hall and Oates and came in second years before all this. Um, Daryl Hall and John Oates and. And in a way, I'm I'm thankful I didn't because that would have taken me down a different path as a side man, I think, as a bass player side man, as opposed to I got to write songs for these original bands I'm in and and trying to get a record deal. So I, I'm I feel sort of lucky that I didn't didn't get the touring thing going. Now, by the way, I should mention that this program was initiating a merge out of Long Island, starting on a Long Island radio oh. station. You are a Smith Towny, or were a Smith Town boy. Well, so do you have any memories of, of Long Island growing up and then that area? Well, I um, I was born in Amityville. Ah. I am not the Amityville horror, as far as I know. Right. Um, I lived there till I, so that was a, a profound influence on me because you know, your early years, it was elementary school. And then we moved to Centerport, which is near Huntington. Hmm. And I spent till about 10th grade, ninth grade, 10th grade there. Then I moved to Smithtown. So we moved around. My dad was a builder, so we moved around a lot. But um, yeah, well, I, my bands, uh, I played in a band called Sweetback, 
Um, and we played a, a lot at a place called Tui's in Setauket, Stony Brook. And uh, so I, I played everywhere on Long Island. I played. My father's place in Roslyn. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I played there in, a, in an original band called Flight, which was a jazz fusion band. And uh, uh, we got signed to Motown Records and did a record for Motown. And, and then years later, Erica Badu sampled one of our songs for her hit back in the day. So there you go. There, there's another revenue stream that you probably still get a check from you know, every couple of months. Yes. Thank you, Erica. Is, uh, thank, yes, thank you, Erica. And, and Motown, because she was a Motown artist, and she how else would she have found that record? I know, right? They think about yeah. so. So, did you have to give her permission, or just the label do it, or or the whoever holds the copyright? No, you can, you can, you you can do it. You can yeah, do it. Right. You have <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can't. Once a song is released, anybody can record it, as long as they're not changing um, too much. Now, what was your first instrument? Was it, was it bass or guitar? Or hey, well, I started out guitar lessons, but then I, I met uh, two friends of mine. They were brothers, and we had a, like in seventh grade, we had a mutual interest in playing music. So we started a band. They were both guitarists, so I picked up bass. They were probably what, so, so in that stage, what kind of bands were you guys all listening to, and what genre would you have? Mm. That's a great question. Back way back then, or high yeah. school? Um, God, I don't know if I could. Well, yeah, I'm going to go with um, a band called Moby Grape. Oh, okay, which, fine. Yes, before mentioned, uh, Traffic, Steve Winwood's Traffic. Uh, you know, then Blind Faith, and uh, you know, Cream, The Doors. Um, at, at that at that point, that's what we were. But we were doing original music, uh, crazily enough. Um, I didn't. St we didn't start doing cover tunes till we started Sweetback and toured the. When you say tour, you know, toward the Long Island tri-state area. I would say it was uh, initially a. It was a seven-piece band, and uh, actually, our sax player got hired from us out of our band to Billy Joel's band, a guy named Rich Kanata. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. some of the, yeah, yeah, the major. Yeah. So yeah, he played for many years with Billy. Um, but we had a seven-piece band, and we were doing, initially, before disco became disco, mm -hmm. we were doing very, what I considered really <laughs> cool music, you know, uh, Barry White or the stylistics and, you know, or, or soul, 70s soul sure. that yeah. ended up turning into disco, which wasn't as much fun as the, we, we had a, we had this guy, in, in fact, that, that's the gentleman I was, um, who passed away that I was visiting, but Tim Wallace was our singer and he was the reason we were so good because he, he was this, you know, I, I don't want to say like a Barry White kind of a voice. Like, oh, baby. Oh, then, yes, yes. Yeah, well, but he yeah. could also sing a Ronnie Isley song with a falsetto. So he he was. Oh, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, he was. He was awesome. He, he was just a uh, he, he you know, he, he did some stuff in the music business, worked with Debbie Gibson and a couple other people. But. 
he never got the, you know we never we were asked to to submit some songs for uh tony otita who was a manager of fog hat out on long island and <clears throat> we didn't follow up as 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 we should have and uh he, so he never got to where he he could have been he he was just a a, a spectacular so he could do the barry whites and and then and then go earth wind and fire he could do wow. that too so tim was uh very um talented and 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 then we had a horn section so and, and then you know as music changed we 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 changed a bit we we went to i remember in the last few years we would be doing steely dan songs which nobody else was doing in the clubs you know so hey yeah, I can't say I'm a big Steely Dan fan. I don't you know, you know, they're a funny band. It's either I finding it's either wow, Steely Dan, or yeah, I don't really like Steely Dan. It's a funny thing. Why, what is it about him? It, 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 I, I can leave that whole sort of uh, Eagles. Say that again. Eagle, not an Eagles fan. Uh, the Philadelphia yeah. Phillies for sure, but the Eagles not. So, no, I but, love the, But uh, um, I, I hear you on the Eagles. I don't know if you, you probably know the uh, Big Lebowski uh, line, right? Oh, not the Eagles, man! And and then he, the guy throws him out of the car, from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge Eagles fan either. But Steely Dan, I don't know. I, maybe they're a musicians' band because it's it's a uh, it's very sophisticated, quarterly and structurally. And and I guess maybe you have to like Donald Fagan's voice. That could be. Uh, and Joni Mitchell loves them. I, I never understood. She kind of because maybe the jazz. Contingent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're they write some great music. They really do. Anyway, speaking of music, we're talking, of course, with John De Nicola here. I'm I'm gonna since, since you know I got this and this and this. I'm assuming you're Italian. Uh yeah, Italian heritage. Yes. Outside, so, mom and dad. Are religious growing up? Not religious. Religious now. Any kind um, of in there or yeah, that um, way? you know early on you know i did the the, the thing my mom you know uh, uh confirmed catholic and but uh I, I wouldn't say i'm religious i'm i'm uh i don't know what to say spiritual i guess i, I i'm you're a musician uh, is it yeah i'm a musician I, I i i look out around me here i'm upstate new york and i look out around and i see the beauty in nature and everything and and i it's uh, it, it makes me feel like, you know, bound to something greater. So, bound is I like that. Bound is a, now. Speaking of something greater, you're still doing every, even getting over COVID, still doing what you do. Still running. Like sometimes, as you said, you're weeks in a studio. Sometimes not. Always. Is there a point when you will slow or, or stop the label or stop discovering new acts or signing people or any of that? Or you're gonna do that for another 10, 20 years. I'm gonna do it as long as I can. It, it doesn't hurt me to do it. You know, um, I think it's good for the brain. <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, I'm I'm actually in the studio now, just doing some tracks for my friend who's doing sort of taking some 60s and 70s uh, unsung hits and remaking them, trying to involve the original artist with it. Ooh. if can and so uh you know like today i'll be <clears throat> i put down a piano yesterday i'll be putting down a bass part and an organ part and you know even some percussion parts so 
when, when you say that, are you playing the instruments or are you plugging down somebody else is coming in? You're just in at the no, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I have all those instruments out there. And that's almost my favorite thing to do. It's, uh, you know, just put down a interesting <laughs> new part. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm a bass player by trade, but I, I can eke out a part on just about any instrument. I have a, a bass clarinet. I have marimbas. I have a piano. I have an organ. Uh, I have an organ, too, but uh, only my wife sees that. But, you know, yeah. it's a little comedy right there. So do you, can, can I ask you, it's like the Beatles and, and George Martin accomplished so much of what they did on like an eight or, or maybe at most a six. Four. So, four, four. They were on a four track thing. How many tracks four. do you really, really, yeah, I'm sure you have a board that goes from here to here. How many of those knobs do you actually use? Well, unfortunately, you, you don't even need a board like that. I only have 16 channel board, but with Pro Tools, it's all in the computer. So you could have 64 channels or 80, what you can have as many channels as you want, which I, I don't really use. I, um, I use only what's needed. Um, uh, it, it depends. I also have a 16 track two inch tape machine. Right. Because that's, that's on another website, there was a thing where you're you've gotten into like reel to reel again. What's up with real? I mean, it's well, I was, oxide, I was, it flakes off. Why are you using this? I was mixing to reel to reel because it it you know it kind of adds a little bit of sack to say the drums and the bass and and guitars and stuff. So um, you still can't beat analog. Uh, people use really? use yeah. digital because it's more convenient, but did but analog sounds the best. So even if I record drums to Pro Tools digital, I after that session once I have the drums together, I'll run them through my sixteen track two inch tape machine just to add that really analog sound back in. But then, but you put it on your tape machine, you still have to go back into digital. This isn't lost. Is it? No, is, no, no it's, it's still an improvement. Really? To well, me, not, you can hear it with your. You don't have deafness residual from your usual musician thing. No, you know, no I mean, I I hear it. I hear it. I feel it. Uh, I I feel that. Um, I, I I'm going to go with this spiel too. Sure. I uh, I wish I could find the initial article I read about it, but. Uh, there's a contention that the human ear uh, retains something that was recorded analog better than it retains something that was recorded digitally. That's why you get kids who still want to hear the who. Now, I, it may be they may be listening on a digital thing, but it was recorded analog. And it makes a difference. It makes a little. It makes it, it makes a better imprint on our brains. And is it, I would imagine you feel yourself in the studio as opposed to just maybe they would say sterility is the feeling you would get for something that's completely digital or is that? Digital, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you've, how, how, there's so many plugins for digital to my, try and make it sound like analog. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're emulating it. And, you know, for instance, I have a reverb unit that came to me a few years ago 
It used to be in Motown at with uh, Lamont Dozier and uh, Brian Holland's studio. And I, I knew I wanted one. Um, and I, I, I bought it. And the guys who delivered it to me said, yeah, when we picked it up, the guy had a lot of Gladys Knight um, um, plaques on the wall. And I said, oh, that's got to be um, Tony uh, Camillo, because I knew he did a lot of those records, because I knew it came from Jersey. So um, long story short is it, it, it came from Tony's studio and my mentor for production, Ed Stasium, worked at that studio and we did the demo for the time of my life at that studio back then. And somehow that that reverb. So the reverb is from the 50s. It's a four by eight chunk of metal in a box. and you know, you send the signal to it and it reverberates and then it picks up mics and send it back. So that that in the 50s, that was the first, you know, before that they used rooms. You know, they put a mic in a room. Bathroom. Would, That's yeah. the best place to. Right. Yeah. And then the, this was the first. And, you know, so it, it has a West German thing on it. So it was before the wall was down. Um, it was made. Um, what was my point? Oh. You know, they they make a digital plugin of the EMT unit, the one that I have, but it's a digital plugin. And it's really good, really good. But when you hear it compared to the real thing, it's that 10, 15 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a little more. I, for instance, my wife, who's not in the business, I would come in, I'd play her. So listen to this mix and then listen to this mix. And 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 I go, which one do you like better? She would always choose the one with the real reverb on the Vogel. Yeah, the loud reverb. That's so every time. And wow. she, you know, she wasn't, she didn't know. She just just from she has a really good ear. My wife has a really good ear. But by the way, how did you meet your uh, your spouse? <laughs> well, uh, we both were living in um West Village. And I was walking to my chiropractor because I went windsurfing and hurt my neck. And um, I had I saw her come down the steps, and but I didn't say anything the first time. I saw her a couple of times. And another time I was walking home from it, and she was walking her dog. And so I walked ahead of her, slowing down, looking at menus that I really didn't want to see. And I finally had the nerve to my line was are you married or going out with anyone which was a horrible line, oh my god wow what, not even the high or the time or can you recommend one of these restaurants like yeah no wow. it was uh, pretty straightforward um she did say that her she felt her dog had always had a sixth sense and the dog just sat down and laid you know just sat there and so she thought that was a good sign so Oh, yay. And how long have you been there together? I'm married. How long for? Uh, 30 years. Muslim. What does she do? Is she um, working, retired, or what does she do? She's retired. I mean, she was a, 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 a few things. She was um, in Kansas, um, Wichita area. She was the, um, she was a, a, a anchor newswoman for a oh. while, a reporter, and then a newswoman for a while. Then she moved to New York. And she was actually she, she was acting. Uh, she she was working with um, um, oh who's the famous uh, 
acting teacher. Stella Adler, Uga Hagen, Herbert Berghoff, the Jewish guy, the other Jewish guy. Might have been the other Jewish guy. The Jewish guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, all right. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is name. Anyway, uh, but she was she was married to someone and uh that and then and then he passed away. And so she kind of stopped acting, and that and that's when I ran into her a couple of years after that. Mazel Miklik, this is a lovely, wonderful, because, you know, they warn uh, women about musicians, but you didn't have the, the typical musician's life. You I were, didn't, I didn't. I, I have to say I was very lucky. I mean, we, we got in under the limbo bar there because, um, you know, we had a big selling record. And at the, that time, you know, if we if we had this, a big selling album now streaming, I, I, I wouldn't be able to retire. <laughs> You know, on that, I mean, it's, it's there's no comparison. It, you know, there's no. You so know, let me I, ask you a question. What music do you? Um, we'll just have a minute or two left here with with John and Nilika. What what Nicola? What music do you listen to these days? I'm I'm Is just gonna. What you're producing? Sorry. Dinacola. 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 Yes. Dinacola. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what was the question? Um. What bands, what artists, what albums do you have on your playlist? What are you paying for to download, as it were? I buy records. I buy LPs. I have, I have a LP system in every, almost every room of my house. So I, I, almost anywhere you go, you can pick up an album and put it on somewhere. Um, well, these days was the last few things I bought. Um, you know, I buy a lot of older stuff that that I hadn't heard back in the day. Um, I do my in a, in a newer artists. I really like um, Tame Impala, Alex, yeah. G, Alex yeah. G. Um, you know, uh, um, yeah. I, I, I lately I've been. In, you were asking me earlier what bands we we were into when we were young. I I got into Frank Zappa for a while oh in high school years, and I've sort of been listening again to him um, lately, just because I, I I see him in a whole different light now. His um he was a he was a workaholic. He ne everything he wrote was written down uh, you know scored everything and if you ever listen to some of the stuff he had ruth underwood who was a uh she played right? Mar yeah, yeah. well she was a Mar marimba oh she was marimba i'm sorry and, yeah. and um oh jean le ponty was the violin guy yeah jean le ponty right um it's just astounding it's astounding he wrote all those notes and the sound of that and it was even more astounding that she could play it just you know, but just amazing, and the bands were so tight. Um, what else have I been listening to? A lot of well, Neil Young. What, what era really. Zappa have you been like? What I like the early era. I I I didn't like when he started to do too much lyric, silly lyric. You know, I I didn't. You know, so. Okay. So you're talking like almost early Zappa mothers, like. Yeah, yeah and, Uncle Uncle Mead, you know, the first record, and then like Uncle Mead and into uh uh you know Weasel's Rip My Flesh, Chunga's Revenge. I mean, 
all that stuff. Uh, the Grand Wazoo is just an awesome. Yeah. Stuff. Sure, yeah. So uh, you're a Zappa fan? To, yeah, but it also stops. Kind of, you know, long before fish uh, uh, ship arriving, too late to save a drowning witch. I'm like, nah, again. Yeah. No, no. Why? After Joe's Garage 2. You know, he, he yeah. did explain it, and I understand it now. I did. I'm like you. I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Um, he explained in one. I've been watching some of his. I've been going a little bit of a rabbit hole. Some of his documentaries, and he was trying to get to the person that wasn't necessarily a musician, or you know, and 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 so with like a, a lyric that he thought would draw them in. It was a simple lyric and a simpler melody, but then he'd put this stuff behind it. So he was kind of infiltrating, you know, their psyche by, you know, tricking them into thinking they're listening to something simple when it was very intricate musically behind what he was doing. I guess he felt that was the way to gain a bigger audience. He was, you know, he was, you know, I, I I thought, well, gee, he he made it. You know, he had he was always doing projects that cost a lot of money. Because think about it, he hiring you know the Philharmonic or whatever. So he was always putting a lot of money out. So he was he wasn't like in the dough. I mean, he was always, you know, yeah, whatever he made plugs back into his art. Yeah, yeah, he That's was. Where so he was a were listening. I mean. You know, this idea of, oh, oh, I can take a guitar solo that I wrote for something else and plug it into an entirely different song, which is theoretically interesting, but musically, like, well, if it's so generic uh, and the music is, you know, I could listen to either one and they're both boring. So stop. <clears throat> right. Right. So, anyway, who, I, else, I, who I, else are you listening to? Uh, who else? My, Neil Young. I love Neil Young. I mean, yeah. he, he just, you don't like him? Of course, I love Neil Young. Oh, oh you know. Oh, yeah. love, love I him. mean, did you hear his last, uh, I think it was called Barn. Barn is already like five albums. He puts out like six albums a year I, now. He's just nonstop. I know. And not the most recent anymore. But that was okay. I like me again, mostly the older. Yeah. Yeah. That, of course, that stuff is like great. A whole decade of older from like 1970s. Nobody topped him. Yeah. Right. But but he, you got to give him kudos for being a 78-year-old man to still oh, yeah. do something that sounds contemporary. True. Absolutely. Not easy. Not everybody can do that. No, no. I mean, you know, Dylan is trying and in much less often and in much weirder ways. Yeah. Yeah. That last, what was, I don't know if it's the last record, the one where he kind of talks the whole thing um, that long. Rough and loudy ways. Would, you know, yeah. Better than you ever expected. But come on. Think about it. After all those albums of Americana, of the, of the great yeah, yeah, yeah. songbook, where you wonder, yeah. Okay, he's lost his mind. <laughs> he's gone around completely around the band, and then he came back. So who knows? Who knows if that's his last? It may not. You never. Oh yeah, no. I, I, I yeah, we don't know. Um, you know, um, I, I, I don't listen to too much Springsteen, but I did buy his last record. And uh, what else? Oh, um, Father John Misty. Oh, I've heard him. I do not know him. You like the Father John? No, Misty? I, I think you'd like him. Um, okay. just from our conversation. I uh, it, it was record Chloe and the something really nice. I mean, I didn't realize he came out of uh, Fleet Foxes. If you know the band, oh, Fleet I've heard Foxes. of them. Yeah, they're nice. That's a nice, that. gentle. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I like, like nice and gentle with my proctologist and my music. 
it, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. theme. Yeah, anyway, we have been having a nice, gentle conversation with a delightful, a talented John D. Nicola. D. Nicola. D. Nicola. D. Nicola. Yeah. Think about Nicola D. Nicola. Of Nicola, right? Isn't that what that means? Like, like the Uncola. Yeah, exactly. D. Nicola. There we go. D. Nicola. Like that. You got it. Dinacola. 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 You know, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what, um, uh, when we won the Oscar, uh, Liza Minnelli, she said it just like you did. Oh, well, on the oh, Nicola. I, I like to call it Liza Minnelli. So there you go. That's how we get right. it. But anyway, please go. You, you have a website, right? Um, OMAD, O M A D Records dot com omadrecords.com by the way omad comes from ordinary madness comes from charles bukowski in my younger years i read a lot of charles bukowski yeah and it kind of stuck but so it's omad o-m-a-d records.com and, and you can see all the artists we have there and, and the artists that you produce and also they can get your albums you have she said from 2021 and there was one before that i think from the why because from 2019 which which includes my versions of my co-written songs, Hungry Eyes and The Time of My Life. Time of My Life, we went complete opposite of what uh, the, the, the one we all know is. I, I just took an acoustic guitar and a French horn and sang one verse, one chorus, and that was it. Well, very McCartney-esque there. We're gonna have to listen to yeah, this. Maybe. Go, go get these two albums from John DiNicola. As well as as check out his website for all the others that he's producing, omadrecords.com. John, I must say I have had the time of my life chatting. Uh, how many times have you heard that to end an interview? The time of our lives talking with you, enjoying yep. your stories, enjoying your music. It has been a delight to welcome you into the neighborhood. I want to wish you many more years of music and marriage and good, healthy, happy things. And shalom to you. And to you also. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Bye bye. Okay. See ya. Bye. John Dinacola, ladies and gentlemen, who I mispronounced for the first hour of the broadcast. I'm so sorry about that, but not sorry that we've had him in the neighborhood here talking to us on this Shabbos morning. OMADRecords.com. And oh, I'm mad that I have to leave now. But uh, it's time to bring the program back to Dave uh, to, to, and his lovely wife, Joyce, to do the 914th episode of the show. Meanwhile, I wish I could play something by this man, something by one of his artists. Because, but uh, as he would say, you know, aren't you paying for it? I'm like, no. So I'm uh, not going to download, not going to get into copyright trouble. So I'm going to play my outro music and Dave will be with you. Mo men terribly for the time of your life.
Well, the soft tone, hold on, hold on, let me, let me tell you this. All right, Joyce is pointing out that what I did not notice that the, that slothy You're trying the second one. has been inching down the wall. Why don't you toss it? Why don't you? Joyce is going to toss our sloth walker. So he gets stuck on everything. His balls get stuck. Right, she's going to toss the sloth. Oh, <laughs> oh, you'll see that one. That's going to be right up there by my head. That was fun. I can fix the other one. I hope so, because his, his me, can you just ball get, arm. Yes, yeah. yeah. Let me see. So I have one. tape. I can do some sloth repair. I have to. I oh, oh, see? Yeah. I don't like. I think that'll dry off. I, I don't see anything. Here we go. Anyway. Just, oh, I see. You know what happened? Like, what happened? Just, it pops open. See, like this. Oh, so you gotta stick it back in his. The socket. What did I do? I threw him against the wall. I, even before I did that, it, oh, oh look, you're opening up. It came. It goes back in. You did surgery on him. Yay! It's sticking to me while I'm doing it. It's not. A I know. No, it's 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 like mucilage. Oh, you see, the whole thing opens up. What's wrong with this thing? It's ugh. anyway. Yes, tons of fun here in the neighborhood on this October 14th, 2023. So we still have more stuff to do on the program. We have, oh my God, we haven't even done really times yet. Plus we have our Colorado Limerick of the Damned where we will be going to Stonewall, Colorado. And oh boy, let's not forget, we're gonna be measuring Dave's bunions <laughs> on bunion watch. What what delights we have for you, my friends. Let's see, anything else that we need to talk about? Um, yeah. Um, well, oh, one thing we really actually didn't, the other thing that we didn't really get to uh, mention, because we weren't on the air last week, I had a cold and, and all stuff was going on. But um, for the past three weeks, I think it is there. Look, no, oh, oh, oh yeah. wait, 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 right there. Upside down, you see him? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. So, um, Joyce, I, I know we, we didn't get an email on it. We didn't get a phone call. We didn't get an alert on our phones. We just happened to, to notice from some message on Facebook somewhere that our drinking water oh, yeah. was like poisoned. Poison. We had a higher level of cryptos for me. Yeah, I mean, a very drinkable, manageable level. It's not poison. Poison's different. Yeah, I, but, pe but people, it wasn't like Detroit or, or anything like that. But it was recommended was that pregnant coming out of them. What was that? There was no fire coming out of them. No, no. But um, it was recommended if you're pregnant, if you have certain health conditions, you probably should not just drink the water straight from the tap, especially if you're drinking a lot, using a lot of it. This, look at this, is the shape of the. Oh, this is lost shape. Look yeah, at that. I look. You know, you actually can. It's cool, right? Oh, this looks like a frog there. That's where we're going to put him there. So for. So already we buy bottled water up the wazoo because Joyce will drink. She won't drink from the tap no matter what. Anyway, long before this Christmas meridian. Thing. Yes, I know that. Right. So, but we use that. But for other stuff like washing vegetables or, you know, like I wash you every night. <laughs> best line of the afternoon is would still rely on, on tap. And suddenly now we have to go like schlepping around for water. Because it's not, and again, it's not as if the government warned us. What? Friendship is a sheltering tree. That's cool. Your um, where did you get the first inkling that cryptosporidium 
levels were high because there's always cryptos. A colleague texted a oh. good chain of us, and one of them was me. Yeah. But meanwhile, it's like, I and mean, we don't get like um, the channel 247 kind of news <laughs> where we would naturally heard that. I'm like, and then, hey, if you're using water locally, Baltimore, Maryland water tells you not to, right? So send this out, Jesus. You need, we have a friend who's from here who reads the local paper online and he found it that way. Yes, yeah. and, and it was true. We checked it out and it turned out that, you know, instead of 0.02% cryptosporidium spores microbes in the water, now it went up to like a 1.1, which was a minor health hazard, but nothing, nothing to get too worried about. So we did that, you know, we, we, we waited and we, we bought a lot of water. And, and this was before both of us, because I came down with a backhead cold. Joyce has had a minor one the last couple of days. Who knows? I mean, the one thing neither, thank God, neither of us had was diarrhea. Or, and the, the, you know, I had a crampy stomach. I but, had a crampy stomach too. But for me, I think it was because I was coughing and sneezing so much. I was just wrenching my stomach and my back. And that, this was the thing I, I didn't mention about the Walgreens Sudafed. I didn't poop for oh, four also, days. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I totally forgot about that. All right. Thank you. Thank you for this. Yeah. So I take this as an example. <laughs> prostate. Oh, yes. Okay. So you're right. Thank you. We'll go back to this. Um, I take the Sudafed because, you know, I do believe in Western. I'm all for holistic things. I'm all for anything that somebody thinks will work. And if you mentally think something will work, yeah. it might, you know, yeah. so it could be Chinese herbal tea, it could be acupuncture, it could be healing stones. Look, it took away my mic. Yeah. So, but it also gave you a pain, uh, you can barely move your neck. No, no, that, my, my neck was before then. Oh, it was my before? Neck, yeah, my neck was like, um, I used the, the vibrating balls on my neck before I felt better. Can we leave our sex life out of the, the show, dear? Okay. But, so I, I, so I, Go from the Walgreens right by the, yeah, I talked to this very, very helpful uh, pharmacist behind the counter who gives me the, the pseudo Sudafed to take. I pop two as soon as I get home. And it tells you, you, you don't take more than eight over the course of a 24 hour period. So I pop two and it, you know, it does start to actually work a little bit. Yeah. About four or five hours later, I pop two more. And then five, six hours later, I pop two more which is a lot of drugs for me to take. I'm not a drug taking person, but I'm taking, I want to knock this shit out of my face. I want that because I am like, you know, uh, sneezing and, and you know, my swallowing got better like the day later. That was the, the only good thing. I had a sore throat. If we go but the, to get bagels later, I want to pop in and get a Yes, definitely. So, but you know, in the first day when I was teaching, that was rough. You know, that when it hurts. Made you see like peppermint tea. Yeah. And After that, I have post-nasal drip. I had sore throat and stuff, but it didn't hurt. It was just like, and, and you know, obviously phlegm and, and coughing up stuff. So she gives me this decongestant. I take six of them over a 24 hour period. After that, <laughs> for three more days. Give me, use your example. Old Dave, who is as regular as I don't know, the milkman back in the old yeah. days, I can rely on him. Oh, nothing, nothing coming oh, out of the poop chute. 
And that, no, nothing. Uh uh. Shit did not happen <laughs> to poor Dave. He said poop. He doesn't say shit. Well, what happened was, was even scarier. Like that first night when I was taking this stuff. Um, so even Friday. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. This has not happened. I was reminded. I was reminded for the first time, really in my life, that I'm a 59 year old man who owns a prostate. Has never, thank God, never been a thing for me. I'm I'm at that age where sometimes I feel that that little urge, and I feel like, oh, oh crap, maybe I made a drop or two in my in my undies. <laughs> I haven't let loose. I haven't turned into the the old man, but it's like, hmm. Oh, I have to go, and I think I might have just, you know, had a little little teeny weeny drop or two, uh, but nothing more than that. This time, after those six fake pseudofed, the wall wall of bed, yeah, that I took, and so here's the deal: ever, I'm trying to sleep through the night. It was a bad night, and I'm trying to sleep through it, but not really sleeping. And there was a point in the middle of the night where every 10 to 15 minutes. I was like, oh my God, I really have to, I have to go to the bathroom. So I, I jump out and I'm, we're in separate rooms because <clears throat> we're, we're not 100% sure I don't have COVID and I don't want to give whatever a head cold is to her anyway. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm jumping out of bed and I'm, I'm heading over to the bathroom. Like I have to, and I just went, I just, I have to go to the bathroom. And I stand in the bathroom and, and it's really, it's that old man thing at the urinal. I'm there. And I feel it. I, I have to go. And I feel this buildup and real discomfort. And I'm looking down and ain't nothing coming out. I'm like, I had a pee. I was going to pee in the bed. Why the fuck am I standing here? And it's like, you know, looking at, looking at my ding dong, looking at, <laughs> looking at my, well, probably more like this, actually. Probably, probably a bit more like this. And like, you know, why, why is nothing, and, and it's, 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 it's real discomfort. I'm like, oh my God, is, have, whatever I have, is the COVID again, is it going to now affect my prostate? And then I, I stand there for another minute or two, and thank goodness I feel like drip, 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 drip a little bit of pish. I'm like, oh, thank God, something came out of me. And then I, I go flush the toilet, and I go back to bed. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, oh God, I, and I, I'm, I was drinking all night. I was, I was drinking all night. No, I was having <laughs> no, water. You weren't drinking enough to have that response. Yeah. Exactly. I was not drinking like, like you do. Like you're you're just like washing you out the system. Like I have like a, a half a little oh. cup of water and drink it. <laughs> but the medicine man, it does something to your prostate. I wouldn't know. Who knew? Yeah, right. That's no. something I wouldn't know. Hmm. But watch out for that, guys. Like it does say if you go Googling, if you have prostate issues, you're taking prostate medicine. Yeah, you got to watch out if you take pseudo. But I didn't. David, did I miss bunny alert? We haven't done bunny alert. Oh, okay. Watch it. Um. So. So yeah. So there was that. There was that added to Dave's wonderful week of this sudden worry of, oh my God, is pishing gonna be now another? You know, along with the tinnitus in my ear and my deafness, along with you know getting the cold, along with my palate, along with all the you know the bags under the eyes, along with male pattern baldness. Now, oh, I've got the old man's disease of standing in a fucking urinal for three minutes while I'm hearing, like, you know, I'm not in New York watching 
going to the theater anymore. But like, please come back to your seats. The show is starting in two minutes. I'm waiting. Dick, work. Remember like the waiter in the Woodrow, he would just whistle as he walked around. I could do that. But this, and I started to think, maybe I should really go and buy a pair. Because it was very funny. Like when we shopped at, at Wegmans at Hunt Valley the, the day before, there was a guy, I, or I was maybe oh, in a different place. He was buying for his wife. Yeah, yeah. Was buying, or, or we might have browsed or somewhere where, where he grabbed like this giant bag, just threw it on the conveyor angrily. And it was adult diapers. <laughs> he was, well, if I, I had to buy that too. Greens. I think it was Walgreens. He was like, okay, he was waiting. Well, there was a little wait for, for yeah. the counter people at the Walgreens. Yeah. And so he just, he just took these adult diapers, he threw them down on the counter like angrily. And he was like, of all the things. And if I were buying adult diapers, I would be a lot more discreet about it, I think. I, I would be like, here! No, I think what you didn't see was there was a small woman with him. I think he was buying them for her. There Maybe. were ladies' diapers, and I think he. Oh, yeah, because he, you know, he slams down the diaper. Who knows what their, their dynamic was, right? But ironically, two days later, or the, that night, yeah. that night, or, or... Was it a harbinger? It was a harbinger of, like, maybe I should buy, just in case, a box of, uh, you know, Depends, of, uh, as my friend used to call them, Dignity Pants. And that was the name for them. It was a commercial thing oh, for dignity pants. But it does give you dignity. If you can't control your wit. Hot dignity. Yeah. Well, I, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's better than, better than like, you know, spreading spot all over your pants. So like, hmm. It's like a shag. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> you know. I know. I was so, sick at the gym. I said, don't pee at the gym. I'm sure people pee at the gym, though. I'm sure. I farted. Um, when, when, what's his name? When we used to get massages from the guy in Colorado. Oh, really, One time I said, uh-oh, it's, it's, like, oh, no. it's coming. I'm it's sorry, man. Warned. I warned him. I warned him. And he said, it happens, you know? And then I shat. And he said, that doesn't, that doesn't, don't ever come back. No, no, no. But I did. I, I farted. That explains it. Because you do. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. And I used to let you go first. Oh, God. <laughs> what? What? You never walked behind me when I farted? We both know what our farts mutually sound like, huh? We've done the Dutch oven thing. Please, we've packed every. All right, I'm, we've done that too. I've seen you do it. You've seen me do it. It's been fun. Oh. Oh, mm. Do your bunion alert. Bunion yeah, speak. Oh, the other thing that I, I tolerate. Thank goodness that oh, it's not. Over, they're both facing forward. Oh, they they go. Um, yeah, oh, I didn't know they did that. They go like. Yeah, look. End to end. Yeah, he flipped forward. He was, I believe, was on, on the top. Oh, one. so they don't just slide down. On the they top go, one, we only saw his back. Now he's see? I'm going to go back and watch the show. Like, um, he, I guess he should not have his midriff like that. I don't know why that happened. Um, I tucked the other one in. But I anyway, that, that guy was faced and I saw his back. Now we see their little sloth faces. It's so cool. All right. Now you're going to see. Um, we're going to go down to you defeat. Get your pain scale. So here's the deal. Um, we were talking about what brought this up in the first place. I think you, when you first started teaching, you had the bunion pads. Oh, because of the, the, the shoes. Yeah. So <laughs> about when the semester first started uh, a few weeks back, and I put on new shoes, shoes that I, the brand I've worn forever. I've yeah. never had a problem. These shoes fucking killed me. And so I put on, I wore like yeah. moleskin bunion things. They were great. And it made me talk about bunions, so I'm like, you know what? Let's and it, and it gave me it really rubbed like rubbed me raw, which is usually fun. We but, want to give an update. 
Yeah. So every week, and educate people. We do bunion watch, where I, I give a pain scale of my bunions. I should also measure. I should actually have a measuring tape to show you the condition of my bunions. But ladies and gentlemen, what's really special this week uh, is not just that we've had John DeNicola on the show, but oh wait, where is it? Where is it? Get ready. We actually have theme music this week. Our brand new uh, official theme music for Bunyan Watch. Listen, doctor, to my plea. It's time for Bunyan next to me. Speak of mine, I've got to go. Please get these bunions off my toes. My So my bunions are not painful, thank goodness. On the pain scale, let me let me let me make sure I put these back. I'll, I'll move my so you can also watch the sloth. So let us look at Dave's bunions this week. Here we go. I should do it to the side though. Like this. Okay. Okay. Time for bunion watch. Oh, there it is. Look at it. And this is not the bunion that had the problem, by the way. This is, this is, yeah. Thank you. This this bunion, which is the bigger bunion of my foot, actually was fine. It was this bunion. Oh, David, look, you got you got a huge uh, you got a huge lintel. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wear white socks. You got a huge yeah. lintel. Oh yeah. So foot fetishes enjoy. What what? Oh. I do. But here are the bunions. So this was the bunion that had the sore on it for like three weeks. This this foot actually, you know, freaking killed me while I was teaching. But on the, the bunion what, pain what are, scale. Where are you falling? Today? Oh, totally here. Whoa, so happy? happy? Happy, clean, pure, beautiful bunion. Not even red. This one gets red all the time. This one, this one isn't even red. Look at them. Let's make them kiss. Aw. Bunion hug. There you go. Oh yeah. But it's funny, the nasty looking one wasn't just giving me a problem. I mean, it, it, it does give you a hammer toe, but but thank goodness I'm not at that stage. Of, you don't uh, feel anything. Yeah. I can't really show, unfortunately, I can't show bunions from the other side. So here's one. There you can see it. Look at that. Look at that puppy right there. And here's my other, like the bunion. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's what I see when I look down at my feet. I see that fucking tumor thing right there. Look at that. Yeah, That's yeah. Hammer toe, I think. Old Dave is a freak of nature, ladies and gentlemen. But you have no pain, so that. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was this week's Bunyan Watch. Oh. Pretty great, huh? Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
Anyway, it is a little bit after 11 o'clock Eastern time here in the neighborhood. You're watching Dave's gone by with me, Dave Leftowitz, and my darling and wonderful wife, Joyce. It's our 914th episode. Um, you know, looked over, of course, by the great Melvin G. Mintz and the, you know, rather angry at the moment, Lubavitcher Rebbe. For obvious and what reasons. And by two slots. And by two Has he crawled down? He, still has he hasn't really moved. He's mm -hmm. kind of been, been sitting there. So we have not yet done <clears throat> really times. Oh, really? Okay. So we've done Bunyan Watch and we still have our Colorado Limerick to go. But it's time for time. It's time to tell you of what has been going on in Greeley, Colorado, a place where Joyce and I lived for a bunch of years. And where we read the daily newspaper called the Greeley Tribune. Here's the classic front page. This is real, folks. Give a shout out to Wendy, who's doing. Well, yeah. They're the ones who sent us that page. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We do want to send, um, as, a, as a friend of the neighborhood, we have two fr wonderful friends yeah. from Colorado, Fred and Wendy, they've been on the show a few times, especially when oh, we were quiz, quiz players. Quiz players. And we, they used to come on our, our New Year's show when we were living in Colorado. Oh, so Wendy <laughs> has various help. <laughs> and on top of all that, she broke her arm last week. Yeah. Oh, so, God. you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. So we wish her obviously a recovery, a smooth recovery, and as best it can be and everything else. Just, uh, not, not good, not a, not a great time for anybody. Anyway, but it's a good time for Greeley times, phone calls that come in to the Greeley, Northern Colorado, like Evans and other counties, police dispatch from folks who are worried about things that are going on in their neighborhoods. The funniest ones are compiled by the Tribune. For a while it was Morgan McKenzie, now it's someone there named Chris Bolin, who is doing the honors. Either way, it's really times. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, really crimes, really times used to be old times, but um, uh, as we've been saying, the fellow who did that column passed away a few weeks ago. So uh, we miss Mike Peters. But thank you to Morgan and to Chris for putting these in the paper. For example, a caller on 14th Avenue reported being annoyed with a neighbor who rode a one-wheeled electric skateboard around the neighborhood. <laughs> All right. One wheel? One wheel, you know, one of those electric, you know, oh, yeah. on, on the, uh, walked his dog without a leash and brushed his dog's hair in the yard, leaving hair in the yard. Rather interesting neighbor, I must say. I'm doing all these things. It's just to live in his life. Yeah. I mean, that's what most people should do those things. And I, I would rather brush my dog's hair in the yard than in the house. Than in the house. Of course I would do that. As a matter of fact, one thing I, I always promise myself I'll do, and I don't, is shave outside. So that way my little my little you know pubic hairs don't go in the sink. They just go on the lawn somewhere or the, the porch. I just don't remember to do it. I have a mirror out there, but I would. I would just be like, it's it. And then okay. I would I would trim my pubes Honey. outside. Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like snip, snip, bang, bang, little shaver. When I have to narrow my legs, what happened? My stomach went what like that. It was close. 
Okay, there you go. A woman on 17th Street said that she woke up and noticed her car was gone, items from her purse were missing, and her laptop was in the backyard. At the party. I want, yeah, I mean, it's what the one thing that you would figure they would. Yeah, laptop. Take in the, it was left in the backyard. That's called a lot of people. A party, yeah. No, a lot of people. There's a thing on Amazon where people are like either drunk or high and they order stuff and they forget what they did. So I wonder if she just. If she, yeah. I will, yeah. Because. That's a party. This is, no, man. Anyway, a, a caller on 10th Street. Whoops, hello. Reported a fraud. She then went on to say, all right, a fraud, fine. Mm -hmm. Fraud was committed. In general. Oh, she got specific. She then went on to say that Warner Brothers was filming her. Oh, yeah. And, and she was looking for her daughter and her family was harassing her. Wow. So Damn. there's a, that's a reality show right in her own head. That's a reality show for sure. Anyway, anyway. Come on, I'm trying to find one that's really funny. He's a caller on 34th Avenue. Reported driving into someone's backyard. Oh, hey, well, it was I'm nice here. of them to call. I'm here. Because uh, anybody else would be like, okay, I'm in, oh, I'm in someone's backyard. Yeah, but you, you probably can't get out. If you've driven into the yard, you probably drove through a fence or you drew your own grass. Well, that's different. I mean, yeah. if you knocked over a fence, is one thing. If you just I, yeah, kinda... I think when you say you've driven into someone's backyard, it means you didn't want to go there. Oh well, yeah. I don't think it's like you just parked there, like at the at the Oregon Hills. Yeah, but really, remember they had these like back alleyway things, no, and they I had these side streets. No, you think they they bashed through a fence or a garage, or yeah. it could be. It at least could it wasn't be. in somebody's house. Yeah, they would probably have a different phone call. I I I'm just driven into the kitchen. I'm yeah. so <laughs> yeah, they're making muffins. Uh, a caller at a park. On 41st Avenue, yeah. reporting a shirtless man was under the influence and yeah. climbing trees. There you go. Yeah. Him, Tarzan, you busybody. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, we're allowed, I guess we're allowed to climb trees in the, in the local park. I, I never saw a sign against it, but I never really would think to do it. So that's an enigma. No, enigma is when you you have a blockage and they take the long tube and they put it in your ass. Well, that's an enema. Oh, that's the anima. I thought that's one the opposite of your friend. That's your enemy. Ah, see, I, I or your friend of me. Friend. All right, let's. I'll come back to some really times, Brian. Okay. But let's go elsewhere. Okay. Because one of the fun things that we have is also when we get news from that isn't in Colorado, but it's also worth talking. It's also worth bringing up because it's so weird and ridiculous. For example, perfect timing. Here we go. As reporting in the New York Post a couple of weeks ago with the headline, Bummer, nearly 4,000 people are hospitalized with foreign objects in their rectum each year, according to a new study. <laughs> This is from a new study in the uh, American Journal of Emergency Medicine. I don't know if it's yeah, it's an emergency. Yeah, it was an accident. Now it's going. I mean, you may be shocked about this, but many of the items are sexual. 
So researchers analyzed emergency reports. I love that. I love that there are universities like analyzing this. Oh, hey, everybody's got to get grant funding, you know. From 2012 to 2021, so like almost a 10-year span. Wow. Uh, to get, quote, the first nationally representative oh, data on. on rectal foreign bodies in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Well, um, most there we go. Well, they found based on 900 cases. I see this. I, okay, I okay. Based on 900 cases, nearly 40,000 emergencies by party poopers older than 15. I don't get it. How can, it, how can you have yeah. 900 cases unless those 900 people are really, really, really active? I don't get it. So what, was, what are they finding? All right. Over half the foreign bodies were sexual objects, such as vibrators, anal beads, etc. Don't you love the fact that, thank you, Howard Stern, we live in a, in a, a time when you can open up the daily newspaper and read the, the phrase anal beads. What's my horoscope today? Shut up, I'm reading about the anal beads. I love it, I love it. <clears throat> Balls and marbles. Oh God. Marble. Well, marbles you figure. I'm getting aggy. <laughs> <laughs> and drugs were on the list. Oh, but that's like if you're a mule man. What percentage do you think were men versus women? Uh, 70% men. 75% men. Yep, three quarters were men. They're not stupid. <laughs> or desperate or something. Or And what was the average age? Not the mean, the they median, the average. The average was kids, right? Teens, so probably 23. No, no, 43. Oh, wow. Yeah, 40, older guys, the lonely, the whatever, the gay. They're, they're like, well, what will make me feel good tonight? <laughs> I think I'll, I'll just jump onto the vacuum yeah, cleaner handle. If you do that and you go to the ER, you're not going to feel good. You're going to be embarrassed. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You're going to be embarrassed. Now, the authors noted that until this study, the subject has gone relatively, you know, gotten relatively little research. research. Yeah, why? I wonder why. <laughs> Socially embarrassed. Underreportage, perhaps. Yeah. In April, the Visual Journal of Emergency Surgery reported a Visual Journal? The visual journal. So they're showing pictures of this. Oh, God. Yes. Again. Yes. Hey, you know, we probably have access because sure we're, we we're scholars. It sounds like it's a predatory. Oh, can you find that? Oh, oh really? I don't know. I don't know. Check Google Scholar for this. Reporting a man being uh, brought into emergency surgery. And again, this is, I'm, I may have rephrased this. Uh, oh, what happened? Oh, I heard it. Yeah, heard and it. look, he just flipped over. That one flipped. No, the top one just flipped. Oh, that one flipped again. Look at him, he just seemed like flat, went flap. He said, of surgery, he went flap. Flap, well. <laughs> he looks like a man with his undershirt sticking out on top. There he is, yeah, he's very cute. All right. The Visual Journal of Emergency Surgery yeah. reported a man being taken to emergency surgery after getting <laughs> a can of the, a can of the, a can of what, honey? Of deodorant. Stuck up his ass. Why would you? Oh God. <laughs> That's painful. I don't know. It must be extra painful because it was axe deodorant. Oh. No, I can't. No, I don't. But it also must have been smelling like with some kind of. I don't well, it probably smelled pretty good. <laughs> Every time he farted, it's like. <laughs> Could you imagine being a being a yeah, gastroenterologist? I couldn't do that. Yeah, you really? Yeah, you don't think so? Yeah. Oh God. Um. 
And last year, so this was one guy with deodorant, <laughs> a can of deodorant in his ass. Yeah. Uh, and last year, an old Frenchman <laughs> presented, I love yeah. the word, he oh, presented. No, no, that's what they say. Yeah. Like, so doctors will say the person presented with coughing and sneezing. It means the symptoms are showing. Yeah, he did, he did not present with a cough or a sneeze. He presented with a World War I artillery shell. Oh, my God. Lodged in his rectum. Was it active? Well, it caused the hospital to be partially evacuated over a bomb scare. Because it's, it could blow up. Of course, yeah, it's more like in a bomb him. scare. Yeah, but in him, it's a bomb scare. Yeah, exactly. Of course, it's, they had a check. He's lucky he didn't blow up. Oh, God. Hmm. I just love, like, how do you, and, you know, it's just this thing of, like, oops. No, but I was if, fixing chips and no, dip. No, but if they were taking him to like get an MRI, that would like, you can't have metal in an MRI. So if they were x-raying, he's okay. fine, but let's say they wanted to do like an MRI or something, it could have blown to bits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I'm sure they do x-rays first or they kind of go in yeah, there with a, what do they use? Like a speculum. What the hell do you open up the, the, the thing with there? He had to close that because that's the dangerous thing. But I just love, I love it. I have something about the deodorant on the guy's ass. Is well, so because it's like the opposite. So it's something like you're putting deodorant in a place that's pretty stinky. Right. You yeah. Know, it's like putting Lysol or something. It's like this. Yeah. It's like old spice. Yes. In a place <laughs> where you don't like anything older spicy. <laughs> you know. Or like sriracha palace syrup would be. Like, oh, they call it brute. Oh, I know. I know why. Oh my goodness. Anywho, oh. One, I of course have to read the comment. And when it's posting in the New York Post, oh half the fun is reading the comments. So comment after this story. Quote, I worked for a health insurance company many years ago and had an ER bill for someone who accidentally sat on what do you think? Oh God. Wow. Wow, you're sicker than I am. No. Well, you're, verbally, you were close there for a moment. Noodle puddle? Noodle. Doodle. Potato? They accidentally yes. sat on a potato. But potatoes are nice in your butt. I think they hurt you. I, mm, maybe a sweet potato because they're more long and I mean, elongated. A regular, like that big oh, potato we made nice. last oh, no, that two would nights be ago. Yeah, it was enormous. I think it was those little teeny. Oh, the little, yeah, those little they're mini teeny. ones. Yeah. Those might be nice. You pop them in like anal beads. And you hold them in long enough, they come out like tater tots. <laughs> Or for a woman doing it, it's called Tater Twats. But ladies and gentlemen, true story, true story from the annals and the annals of the New York Post. So we go back now, rather gratefully, to, um, what's, what's our other elsewhere? We'll save that. Oh, I think we'll save that. We'll save that. Let's do this one, though. Here's um, more really, really cry to finish out really times for this Saturday morning. A caller near 83rd Avenue said, oh, can you get that? Huh? It's, I think it's a caller from 83rd Avenue. He said he was shoveling something in a field. Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, or he said like a man was shoveling something in a oh, field. Okay. Uh, and there's only two possible things they could be shoveling. Oh, oh! 
And you know, when you see a guy shoveling in the middle of a, it, it what can't be good. Like, it, like a grave? It could be that, could be shit. I, we don't what know. We, like if you're shoveling something in a field, uh, probably not. No more details. You didn't know how these are. No more details on it. A caller on 8th Avenue reported. Oh, yeah, yeah. A man acting strange. While pointing a rifle down the street. That's bad. I think that's strange enough. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I wish that you could just like cut that down. I'm always telling yeah, my students yeah. to to edit and yeah. prune. You can just say reported a man pointing a rifle down the street. That would be enough. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would get the cops out there immediately. Mm -hmm. A caller near Eighth Avenue said, another caller near Eighth Avenue said that a woman was hitting windows with a screwdriver and stabbing the brick building. Well, the building cheating on her, apparently. So she's she having was, a bad day. It's yeah. a bad day. Talk about it. I think her prostate, we made her not pay properly. And then, let's see, we have... Why do I have this? A caller, one more. A caller on 14th Avenue said, and we're going to dedicate this one to... Ah, uh, this isn't Pooey. What's his name? We never remember. It was Happy, I think. Yeah, Happy. Happens. Happens, right. So, a uh, caller on... <laughs> 14th Avenue. Oh, he's so cute. And he's also. I think the thing's thing. gonna flip again. See, he's getting. Oh. See, he's getting flip you mode. See when they get in the when the when this tummy gets like that, you see it sticks out like yeah. the butt or the tummy. He's gonna flip. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'll watch it. I'll just yell when it flips. Yeah, I'll I'll try and move my head so you can watch him, and also hold happy up. So a caller uh, on 14th Avenue said a man in knee high socks. What? Let his dog poop in the neighbor's yard. Why is the knee-high socks important? Well, I'm wondering how, how deep is the poop in his own yard that he has to wear knee-high socks now? It's like, are, are they just caked in brown from the heels down? <laughs> no, he didn't, flip, he didn't flip. Anyway, those, my friends, are some criminalities from Greeley Crimes, or I should say, just Greeley Crimes. Mr. Horace Greeley was no fool. Oh, he was not. I'm sure that you agree with me that Greeley was no fool. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is. It's in the neighborhood. That's where we are every Saturday from nine until noonish or thereabouts. Remember that if you want to know more about the program, go to our website, davesgoneby.com. D-A-V-E-S-G-O-N-E-B-Y. Davesgoneby.com. Not only does that tell you about the program, but you can listen to or watch all the shows that we've been doing for 20. Oh my God. You know, we missed we weren't on last week last week october 7th yeah we first went on the air october 6 2002 so we missed the 21st anniversary kind of of the program we've been on the air now 21 years whoa no shit 
pretty cool. So, yeah, it's been 21 years. We have the first episode we ever did. It, of course, we're on the radio for the first 15 years. So all of those are audio. Well, only. I saw Trevor at the... Um, yeah, at the um, at the old station on the radio station, and he now puts the thing saying, "I do not own any rights to this music," and he has a whole thing about like yeah, like the statements or something. Something shook down. Shook down. The terrestrial radio. They would take AM radio out of the cars anyway. So yeah, what's up with that? But anywho, so I did start on WGBB back on Long Island in October of two thousand and two. Facebook Live now on from. YouTube. I mean, from, uh, he does. From Zoom, you. Oh, I, well, of course. Yeah, I've been doing that for about four or five years. For a while, I was on, on college radio. And we started doing it while we were still on college radio. We started um, the Facebook broadcast at the yeah, same time. Yeah. So, but that's what we do now. But whether you want to watch the last couple of years of video. Or you want to look for specific, like, let's say you want to see the guest from today, or you want to see a certain guest, or you want to see, a, a, you know, a certain interview, you could, you could. Google, I mean, literally, there's a search box on davesgonline.com. Call it right up. Just type it in, type the name. What's the other site? Well, the other site is archive.org, archive.org. It's not, that's like I have no affiliation with, except we have a channel there. Yeah, and it's free for people. Absolutely. Both are free. Completely free. So, whether, the nice thing about archive.org is A, it's this giant website of old time radio, old time TV and books and literature and whatever's in the public domain or made available. Um, and we're on there too. We have our channel of all our interviews and all our episodes, just like we have them on davesgoneby.com. In recent times, the sound and audio quality actually on archive.org is a little better because we can upload you know, what call more bites in the files. That, so that's, that's been a wonderful thing. And if you're just into the audio, remember that you can download. Like if you're driving or you're on your doing exercises or something. Where can you go? You say it, I can't. Castbox.fm. Oh, Castbox.fm. It's it's now even though we've been doing video now for four or five years, it's audio there only, but you still get all our archived programs. So if you want to go around and, and you know not watch your screen. Our friend did it when he was he was he used to work from home and sometimes he needed a break, so he would yeah, listen to it. He listened to the program. Yeah. Right. I wish he still would. Well, he's retired, so he doesn't have to. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah. So castbox.fm for that. We also have a, a YouTube channel, Dave's Gone By. Plus, we of course have an we now have Instagram, David. Yeah. Dot Leftowitz is our Instagram. We have Twitter, well, X. You do LinkedIn, you do everything. I have LinkedIn, that's right. Good with social media. Yeah. Well, I, don't have, I do not have TikTok at this point and do not have what Twitch else? Or Twitch or Mastodon, all these fucking things. I can't. I, I should. I should hire somebody for like 10 bucks an hour and just, just put that crap out there. So, you know, like I have a few thousand listeners instead of a few hundred. But still, but still, you know, it's nice what we got. And hmm. is it time for Limerick of the Dam? And then we go hmm. and eat our bagel? No, not yet, because we still have our uh, friends of the neighborhood and then the Colorado Limerick. But I want to tell people that these are all the different ways to get in touch with the show. Remember, you can email me, Dave's Gone By at AOL.com is the place you can do that. Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. 
Radio Dave 2 is our Twitter feed. And what and again, we have an Instagram now. We have a X slash Twitter. We have YouTube. Lots of places to find Dave's Gone By. But remember, our Facebook page and davesgoneby.com are really the first places to start. Well, it's about a little after 1130 in the morning Eastern time. And as Joyce mentioned, we do have a horrible, disgusting limerick coming up for you for Stonewall, Colorado. And I'm not stonewalling, I'm just delaying a little bit because we also have to thank some folks and talk about people who have been on this program in months and years past. And we want to know what to let you know what they've been up to. So first of all, let's talk about the friends of the neighborhood who are, well, here today. So of course we had John DiNicola, the uh, creator of, I, well, co-creator, uh, I've Had the Time of My Life and Hungry Eyes and a bunch of other songs and albums. He's also a producer at OMAD Records. So please go to O-M-A-D, omadrecords.com and buy his recent work and buy some of the artists that he is producing and playing instruments for on their records and support, you know, really support local and, and artists in this crazy time of trying to sell and make music, right? So John Dinicola, apologies for mispronouncing his name for most of the show. John, well, I, I went Dinicola, I don't know, but it's Dinicola is his name. And really nice guy, omadrecords.com. Thank you, by the way, also to Kenjamin Franklin for arranging that interview, really appreciate it. Thank you to Rabbi Saul Solomon for doing the interview. Now remember, Rabbi Saul is on, has his website, shalomdammit.com. Shalom, D-A-M-M-I-T, shalomdammit.com. By one's calling. By one's Oh, do you fall on the floor? He's unlatching as we speak. He's holding on by one. You could do it, I'll yell. Yeah, yell out. He's got one ball. So obviously, if you want to hear the rabbi's thoughts on the Middle East, there's plenty of ways to do that by going to shalomdammit.com. He's done a few rabbinical reflections about it over the years. You can also hear his brilliant watch, excuse me, see his brilliant one-man show, Shalom Dammit, an evening with Rabbi Saul. Oh, so, I heard it. Look at that. Oh, there it goes. So cool. Um, <clears throat> His, his one-man show, Off-Off-Broadway, was taped, videotaped, by our mutual friend, Evan Seplo, uh, and has been posted there. So you can watch it at any time. And it, it, uh, one of the climactic songs is a whole tale of the history of Israel, which you're probably going to want to hear. And it's to the, um, the music of Woody Guthrie's This Land is Your Land. I posted that clip um, on the rabbi's Facebook page. So if you want to just scroll down, you can find it. Or go to shalomdammit.com and, and hear the rabbi weigh in as he has been for many, many years as nothing ever changes. Anyway, those are the two folks who have been on the program today. What about people who have been on this show in months and years past? Yeah, uh, we have had Oh, uh, congratulations, first of all, to, uh, speaking of theater writers, Frank Wildhorn, who created um, your, your favorite Broadway musical, Check on the Hide. 
we told the story of that Somebody's one. Somebody's got to write it. Yeah. And he, he's done some other uh, Broadway shows as well and, and shows all over the, the world. But he has a new show. It's called Death Note, the musical. Um, it was we're, we're featuring our friend Adam Pascal. It was filmed at the London Palladium and Ghostlight Records is, is recording it and they're going to have the album pretty soon. Death Note, the musical. Ooh. Uh, and we do have to give a shout out of uh, condolences, I should say, to actress Beth Malone, Colorado actress, like one of uh, UNC's shining lights. Uh, she lost her father, Billy, a week ago Friday. So uh, sadness on her part. But congratulations to Nancy Redmond. She was a wonderful guest uh, oh, yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. Her show, A Seance with Mom, oh, yeah. uh, is a special award nominee for the 2023 wow. United Solo Festival. Good for her, you go, Nancy. Yeah, and that, that was the one where I got um, best script for um, yeah, Miracle of Long Johns. So yeah, you brought her love. Now she is, however, she is up against Charles Bush and oh, his no. show, Leading Lady. So they are both up for the same award at the United Solo. So, and congratulations to both of them, of course. Want to let you know that tomorrow, Carol and Paula together again. Our great friend Carol Demas uh, and, and Paula are going to be doing the Magic Garden Friends Forever. There was no pig in the magical garden. Wasn't there? They had there was probably there was probably ganja, but there was oh. no pig. That's at the Patchog Theater, by the way. Oh, and speaking of which, by the way, I, I literally looked that up because I saw something on on the web. Um, it was a few months back, but they had like a coffee talk, a coffee thing with the two stars of the new zoo review. It's the new zoo review. I remember that I, they had the guy. Henry and the hippo, I remember. Henry and the frog, and the, the big frog. frog. He was scary, but they're fine. The couple who, who yeah, did yeah. the show, there were a couple back then. They've been married for years and they're still together. Oh. And they look great, you know, right. they're, they're late 70s now. Awesome. Because they were sort of hippie-ish. She had that, that, those weird glasses and she was cute. And she wore these like weird mini, yeah. mini dress thing. They're alive, they're well. Maybe we should send them to Slavs. They might enjoy that. It's the new zero review. But we have had Carol from Carol and Paula of, of the zero review of um, Magic, Magic Garden. Garden on the program. And she is going to be appearing with Paula so cool. tomorrow at the Patchogue Theater. You can come out, bring the kids, bring everybody. On uh, Also tomorrow, Sunday, Richard Beteer, indefatigable man. His seventh novel is being published by Bordigera Press. Bordigera Press. The novel's called She's Not There. So give it a read. Buy the thing from our playwright and novelist friend, Richard Petier. Uh, and also tomorrow, Gary Lucas, the brilliant musician, is going to be playing music for Written on the Body. This is uh, three short avant-garde films by women, including one from uh, Maya Deren. So it's amazing major people. Um, it is being done at Roulette in New York. I don't know where that is. I think it's downtown. But uh, Gary Lucas, also indefatigable, always playing music, always doing stuff. Uh, on Monday, oh, I haven't heard this name in a while, Moet Maggart oh, is wow. appearing at Birdland. She's a sister of the UNL. She is indeed. Talented in her own right. Different sisters can be different. Well, well I mean, they're both singers. They're both, uh, but 
yeah, she will be at Birdland um, on Monday. And then also on Monday, KT Sullivan, of course, holds court at the Algonquin Hotel over on West 44th Street in Manhattan. And then starting on Tuesday and running through middle of November at the Castillo Theater, all the way over on 11th Avenue and 42nd Street, a new play called Telling Tales Out of School that will be directed by our friend Woody King Jr. of the um, New Federal Theater. I don't know if it's, he's still alive. I think he's no longer, he stepped down from the New Federal Theater, but he's directing, so he could direct. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's directing this play, Telling Tales Out of School at the Castillo. Lucy Kaplansky is at Landmark on oh. Main. Oh, when was that? The one on top just went forward. Oh, there he is. He's like, wow, he likes Lucy. Hmm. Who doesn't like Lucy Kaplansky? See her at Landmark on Main in Port Washington, New York. That is happening on the 19th. Playing now through November 19th is Lee Blessing's play Down the Road. They're doing it off off Broadway at Arts on Site at 12 St. Mark's Place. It's a pretty good play, too. So you should read about this couple that um, are writers and journalists and they're investigating a serial killer. Uh, it's a pretty good, good show. So go see uh, Down the Road by Lee Blessing at 12 St. Mark's Place. And then Neil Berg and Robert Schenkan, congratulations to them. They got a really, really good review. I think it was from the Hartford Courant for their musical, The Twelve, being done kind of as an oratorio at Goodspeed Musicals over in East Haddam, Connecticut, running just through the end of October. Lilius White is on Broadway in Hagestown, uh, and Alan Menken, of course, his music is heard in Aladdin on Broadway at Little Shop of Horrors off. Seth Beeson Hirsch does his talent showcase at Don't Tell Mama on Tuesday nights. And then Eric Comstock and Barbara Fasano, they're at Birdland every Saturday evening, while Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks play there on Monday evenings. And of course, Jim Caruso's cast party oh, every Monday night at Birdland. Birdlandjazz.com. And finally, last but not least, another shout out to Evan Seplo, founder of StageBuddy.com. He's still doing StageBuddy.com. Oh, he's always, he's, he's always doing industrials and commercials. But his website goes on. It continues, stagebuddy.com. And then Dr. Demento, still doing new Dr. Demento shows every week at drdemento.com. Shout out to the folks who, you know, for various reasons, haven't been on the program for a couple of weeks. David Sheward, who is writing, of course, for theaterlife.com, culturaldaily.com, and totaltheater.com. He's reviewing theater. Check his, web, his blog, too. It's called The David Desk. And shout out to Leslie Hoban Blake, who co-stars with Charlie Gross. They review theater on Two on the Isle. You can find those on YouTube. And Vicky Quaddy, who's doing late night catechism as well as Holy Ghost Bingo um, in Chicago at the Greenhouse Theater and other places around traveling too. Thank you. And we love them, all our friends of the neighborhood. All right, so it is now a quarter two in the morning, quarter to 12 in the morning, finishing off this episode of Dave's Gone By, because we've, we've had so much. We've had John Dinacola talking with Rabbi Saul Solomon. You know, We've had our really times with all that news from Greeley. We've done our friends in the neighborhood. We've talked about so much that happened with our cold and pseudofed and fake pseudofed and what else were we talked about? 
going to we're talking about going to having COVID and the honey, the honey <laughs> festival with no honey in it, <laughs> all of that. I think the top uh, sloth is going to flip if he's sticking his belly out. Oh, there, there he's going. Yeah. He's going. That's the first sign when they, I think the gravity pulls them. You know what's pulling him down? The feeling that we're going to Stonewall for our oh, yes, Colorado limerick of the dam. <clears throat> a limerick is a comic verse of five lines in which lines one to five end with words that rhyme and likewise verses three and four also end with words that rhyme so this is a limerick Colorado, Rago, Rago, indeed ladies and gentlemen because Joyce and I lived in Colorado for a bunch of years and 13. 13 years. So while we were there, towards the end of when we were there, uh, I, I didn't love Colorado, but I decided to take all these different names of places in Colorado and write as many poems as I could about as many places as I could. And that has not really stopped, even though we've, we've been away from Colorado for like five years now, first in New York and now living in Maryland. But I'm doing them as long as I can, and they get harder and harder because it's one thing to you know name or do a poem with rhymes for Greeley or Vale. Uh, even Evans isn't too bad. And, and what are some other other places in Boulder? Boulder, oh, Boulder. Come on, everything rhymes at Boulder. But uh, start getting a little tougher. So this week we go to Stonewall, Colorado. Stonewall, and let me tell you a bit about it. Hmm. It's also called Stonewall Gap. So they're, they're kind of synonymous with each other. It's a little tiny mountain town, 7,900 feet above sea level. So it's you know, literally mountains in far Southeast Colorado. And it was originally part of a, a land grant from New Mexico. And what happened, you know, people, it's, of course, it's called fishing and recreation areas. Here's what happened in 1888, foreign investors bought parcels of land there and then tried to evict the ranchers who were there, oh like the, the rancheros, the Hispanics, and, and just other settlers who came there. Uh, the settlers protested. Things got violent. A couple died. There were more protests about that. And then more arrests were made. And ultimately, well, the well, land owners won in court. And so they took the land, they got it. Um, a legend also tells of two Indian chiefs who searching for water for their thirsty tribes met there and they embraced in peace and they cried for the lack of water. A lake formed at their feet, Whoa. but then a volcano erupted and they were enclosed in rock. Oh God. <laughs> Don't you love these happy family old fable stories? You know, I'll, they were crying in pain. Yes, I think that. Yeah, by the way, did, I, I never did get to the end of that, that it did go away, that I had a very bad night, but by the middle of the next morning, my, my wee-wee worker was working, my bladder was okay, my prostate was fine. It was the meds. It was the cold or it was the meds, but something blocked my, my little, my chestnut down well, there. Why is it called Stonewall Gap? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a big, like is the it? mountains look like a big old stone uh, okay. wall. Uh, but it's rather interesting. I mentioned earlier in the show that the two stone walls have both had protests and, yeah, and things involved in them, Stonewall in New York. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, so 
That was the history and some of the lore of Stonewall. Now we have some of the, the nightmare of Stonewall of, oh, you know, I don't think that any of the music I played played through because I can click the music button. So we probably uh, never heard the music for Bunyan Watch. Yeah, well, it gives people something next week to... No, I want to play a little bit of Bunyan Watch, and then I'll do the... Uh, play, just... as the play as your outro. All right, yeah, yeah, instead, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll show my Bunyan in my oh, sock. Yeah. Okay, anyway, let's, um, let us do our Colorado limerick, Ahem, of the Damned. A submissive eunuch from Stonewall would wait for his mistress's phone call, then hammer long pins right into his shins and punch himself hard in his lone ball. <laughs> they, they flip it. Literally, David, literally, at the end, when you finished it, you just flipped. It, fl it, it flipped, literally, you wow. Went, you went like, bump, bump, and then it went, whoop, it just flipped at the end. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So I'm still going to play the neighborhood song, but by gosh, if you missed it before, here is the Bunyan Watch seven hours to make that but worth every every well, minute you said every, every show oh yeah it was a oh. beautiful show honey did you recognize the shags and their song foot foot i like it yeah, yeah. yeah i think it was incredible that the end of your limerick you literally went and splatted, and splatted down just the yeah. perfect timing literally right at the end you did it yeah so ladies and gentlemen we've had we've literally done Maybe everything you can train the slots to, to flip to your temperament of your stuff I know, and, and consider the slot ball. when you talk to, uh, when the... Um, I couldn't tell. Oh, no, didn't that come after? I think we, we put him on when he came back in after uh, the rabbi was on. But anyway, everybody uh, do once more check out omadrecords.com for all the doings of our guest, John Dinacola. Uh, and also, please, please, folks, check out my website of my writing, which would be DaveLefkowitz.org. This is separate from DaveScottMy.com where you have the history of the show and all the archives. This is the archives of my writing. Now, I haven't really added anything in the past few weeks because I've been too busy, but there's still hundreds and hundreds of pieces of, of stuff. There's song lyrics that I've written. There's comical essays, uh, theater reviews, going back to like the 1980s for gosh sakes. There's my plays. It's all there in this lovely little website, davelefkowitz.org. Please give that a look when you're not looking at and listening to and watching davesgoneby.com. So um, I, think, I think that about takes us through um, everything we, we need to or allowed to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I guess my cold is... I can, I can show you my little phlegm gobs. If no, you want I also see. think look, your eyes look good too. Those little pads. Work. Those yes. You look very like look how awake and alert you look. Look. 
I'm feeling good yeah, for the first time in a week. Good. The yeah. iPads probably help. You're you're all schnazzy. Thank you, thank you. You're looking pretty fine yourself. Let's go order some foodies. All right, yes, we get some bagels. And and maybe we'll, I'll show you the arts festival thing. We can maybe check out or not. No, that's Lena. Let's just go. Oh. I'll get all right, the shops fine. that you know where at the organic grocery, and then we can. There's a bagel place near there. Oh, we have to hit uh, well for stuff or what? My my pasta. Oh, oh, you're gonna get that. Oh, not just Walgreens like uh, Luton's or or Hall Brothers. I you know what I do when I. And pooping nuggets. Please, no, please don't. Please don't. Please. Don't end on a high note. There's no, for this program, for this program, really, a what high note. song was a high note. <clears throat> thank you. Bon, yes. bon. But thank you to Dave J, by the way, who created our classic theme tune, There Goes the Dave Road. So everybody, please have a safe week, a good week uh, coming up. We should be back next Saturday. We'll be taking off the last Saturday in October because uh, Joyce wants to do this uh, Alzheimer's walk thing locally. That, uh, that will also bring me back to the rib place that has the fucking meatloaf! But, but next Saturday, I don't know if we'll have a guest. I, I don't know if I want to go through the... I had a guest in mind and I was pitching and trying and trying and there were so many caveats and so many issues. I'm like, you know, it's just, just not going to happen. I was kind of heartbroken. But whether or not we have a guest, I'm guessing next Saturday, 9 o'clock, be here for the 915. Look, 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 look. What's going to happen? Look what it's doing. Look. I got to flip it over again. It's a slot like four, huh? Pretty cool, ain't it? And gone by. It's gone by. Potato stands with you know who.